Hello and welcome to another episode of the People's Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ali Bunker, but not as always, this week, we're down a man. So, to my left, not my right this week, uh, my only co-host for the show this week is Aiden Bunker. Aiden, how are you doing? I'm alright, thanks. How are you? It's, it's still alright. Not graduated from alright yet. Well, no, not with this cold that I've got at the moment. Yeah, you got a cold. Yeah, you know no. this. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I didn't, clearly. I told you on Wednesday. Oh, oh yes, I remember now. <laughs> and speaking of Wednesday, uh, we've been a little bit busy. Uh, so we're actually recording this on a Saturday as we speak, um, which is new for us. We usually record on a Wednesday. Um, but we were a little bit busy on Wednesday night down at what's called Unit 9 in, in Milton Keynes. Uh, we went to see an IPW show, um, the headline. A pretty historic main event between WWE UK champion Pete Dunne and the IWGP junior heavyweight champion Will Ospreay. Um, really, really great time. Uh, very strange little venue. Uh, Ada, what did you make of the show? Yeah, it was um, it was actually quite a good show. Quite uh, lively and energetic. Pretty lively crowd. Uh, the quality of uh, quality of the wrestling was pretty decent. Yeah, I was quite I was uh, pleasant, pleasantly considering. surprised. Um, and yeah, strange, strange venue. It's usually it's used for lots of things, but generally kind of mainly raves, raves I think. and stuff. <laughs> so you get in and there's lots of kind of comic book characters spray painted on the walls, and it's very small. I think Pete Dunne tweeted that it only held up to about 170, 170 people. 170 people, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a very small and tight crowd, but yeah, no, it was it was good. Yeah, it was really good fun. Um, the first time I've been to. I say uh, independent show. I've been to independent shows before, um, but nothing of that quality. Uh, IPW building quite a good reputation, I think, for um, quality of their their performers that they book. Uh, and massive, massive get for them was was Pete Dunne and Will Osprey. I mean, that's a huge main event for such a tiny <laughs> little venue um, in just a little warehouse unit in Wolverton, Milton Keynes, which I thought was it's very surreal. I thought being there for that that sort of match. Yeah, and I suppose what the owner of IPW, or the chairman of IPW, said was that they want to make Milton Keynes or Unit Nine, especially the kind of the home, the new for home for IPW, IPW and they've yeah. got another show coming up next month with Austin Aries in. So yep, February twenty first, I believe, and Austin Aries will make an appearance in Milton Keynes. So strange. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really, it was really good fun. There was have some. Comic parts of the evening, um, notable appearances by the likes of Jimmy Havoc as well, who um, was a big star. Uh, Mark Haskins, also uh, a pretty big name in the independent scene. So I thought it was, yeah, it was good to see the star power out, and especially as we say, the main event. Uh, we got to meet Will Ospreay and Pete Dunne at the end as well, briefly, for a little photo, which you can see on our Twitter page if you head to our cover photo. First time we've ever been in the wrestling ring, right? Yes, first time I ever stepped into the ring. <laughs> yes. And I've been I, dreaming of this moment. I did not expect it to happen in a warehouse unit in Wolverton. <laughs> yeah, I've never been in one either. Didn't didn't trip up getting in or out. <laughs> that was, was my main concern. Which was a bonus. I was like, how do I get up to the ring? And then they handily provided a chair to stand on to get up to the ring. And then I thought, what if I like trip on a rope? But I didn't. I was I was the natural. Yeah, well, I originally... It's almost like I've been watching it for so long. I know how to do it now. I originally put my left leg up to go through the gap between the second and third rope 
And as my leg was going up, I was like, yeah, this is a lot higher than... <laughs> <laughs> the rope is a lot higher than it should be. <laughs> yes, it was, um, yeah, first time in a wrestling ring. And as, 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 as I say, I'd never pictured it would be in that circumstance. But, you know... Um, Didn't even have to travel far. No, not very far at all. Literally a three-minute drive from my house. So uh, it was very convenient. Um, but it was really good fun, good crowd. Um, I hope to maybe take in some more wrestling action down at Unit 9 in the future. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of the future, um, very recently, you know, this week, WWE have announced the signing of a number of new potential future stars. Um, some hot talent on the independency. Anyway, um, very excited to, to see the uh, so just sort of emergence of the likes of, well, so who have we got? We've got Ricochet, we've got Candice LeRae, and War Machine as all big new signings from from WWE. I believe all moving to the NXT brand. I'm not sure, but I believe they will. They're um, all in the, the performance center at the moment. So. They're all in the performance center. But big, big news, really. Um, especially, uh, a, lot, a lot of people are very excited, especially by the signing of Ricochet, who people have been clamoring to sign for WWE for years and years now. Aiden, you've seen Ricochet in action, I believe. Yep. Um, what do you think he's going to bring to the WWE wherever he may end up so it's interesting kind of seeing the reaction to this one because uh, he is one of the the biggest independent stars around at the moment and you see a lot of people kind of say a lot of people saying that they wish he didn't go to WWE for fears that they will WWE him <laughs> yeah <laughs> which let's be honest they do have a bit of a track record on yeah, so it's kind of interesting to see where these kind of people will end up, especially Ricochet. You could easily stick him in NXT, um, kind of guarantee your NXT main event quality for the next year or so. Yeah. Um, but I suppose there's also a lot of talk of potentially him going to 205 Live. Which nobody wants. Which nobody wants, but I suppose if there's one person to go to 205 Live it, and the kind of style he has, it would be him. So they could potentially start having the kinds of matches that 205 Live guys should have. Yeah. Um, something which would separate them from main roster matches. But yeah, I personally don't want to see him in 205 Live. I think NXT is the perfect environment for him. I'd say so. I, I mean, I, I can't picture him on the main roster just yet. Um, no. As in on Raw or SmackDown. Um, I don't think it, maybe he has that character down yet in, the, in WWE terms anyway. Um, to really make an impact, I don't think enough people really know enough about him yet to him to make for him to make that impact on the main roster. So I think NXT is probably a good fit. I don't really want to see him on two hundred five live, but I do get your point about him being able to bring out the sort of matches that they should have. But I think if if he goes to two hundred five live, then people's fears of WWE ruining him will probably be more closer to the mark <laughs> because. There isn't much going on on that 205 Live front, is there? No. Um, War Machine then is an interesting one for me because they're obviously a, they're obviously a big tag team. Um, we saw them recently on Wrestle Kingdom as well. Um, they very similar in terms of stature and size and the way they've been booked anyway to Authors of Pain, um, which you know, good or bad, may signal that they're maybe AOP are moving up. Um, but do you think, do you see these guys just slotting into that spot on, on NXT? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't see them going to main roster either. 
So them going to NXT, filling the spot of kind of most dominant tag team. I reckon maybe AOP could move up uh, pretty soon. Maybe as soon as the Royal Rumble? Um, Probably not. Maybe around like maybe the night after or something. Yeah. Sometime before WrestleMania. And then have them kind of pass on the most dominant tag team label to uh, War Machine and then kind of build to that match eventually uh, in a main roster capacity. Yeah. I guess. Makes the most sense. Or maybe or maybe have them feud with AOP straight off the bat in NXT. And then run and, out or and, Yeah, have them beat them and then that'll be AOP's move up to the main roster. I mean, that would probably be a good, a good way for AOP to move up. Yeah, we've seen that kind of thing a couple of times, I think. Yeah. Um, Candice LeRae then, an interesting one. Uh, obviously... A lot of people know her as the wife of Johnny Gargano, mm-hmm. um, but she's a big independent star in her own right. Um, she's a very, very talented performer. Um, I've seen a lot of rumours circling that she isn't going to NXT and she'll move straight to the main roster. I'm not sure how much I believe that. Uh, I think it was more, mainly that rumour was driven by the uh, the way that her signing was announced, whereas most had been announced by the NXT account, I think. Uh, her one was announced by the WWE account, so I don't know if there's any sort of anything in that, but um, that was certainly something that people were talking about. Um, but what do you think Candice LeRae brings to the WWE? Um, Candice LeRae, yeah, very talented and tough. Because you see, a lot of her matches are actually against the men yeah. in the independent <laughs> circuit. Her last match being against Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan, yeah. Um, yeah, to me it would make more sense to her starting in NXT. I think NXT could use the star power more. Yeah. Um. I don't don't want the main roster women scene to become too crowded. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see her in the Royal Rumble. Because mm. there's what like ten spaces to fill. Something like that. Um. So yeah, more than likely she'll be there. Um. And yeah, it's exciting i don't know whether they if they were to put her on nxt whether they would ever do some kind of storyline with gargano yeah um i doubt it they tend to keep those sorts of things separate <laughs> sometimes they do um but other times like you've got miz and maurice lana and rusev as well i guess lana and rusev so um and they at least acknowledge naomi and jimmy yeah. Even though they're one's face, one's heel, so well, I, who knows what the uses are. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I don't think they're heels anymore. But yeah, um, exciting to see Candice LeRae because she is very good. Yeah, she is very good. And as you say, a lot of her matches against against men and most recently Jerry Ryan. Very, very popular with the crowds, I think. That's what that's my main takeaway from watching Candice LeRae matches. She's she's very, very popular yeah. as, a, as a performer. Um, and speaking of female performers in WWE um, some really really sort of concerning or concerning but really sort of muddied news coming up from all quarters in, in the wrestling world about the future of Paige um, now if we're to be, believe what we're told or what we've read um, apparently Paige's in-ring WWE career is over um, due to a neck injury um, worsened by an, an incident that happened on a house show very recently involving Sasha Banks, um, which has been pretty well publicised. Um, but obviously, off the back of a pretty serious or very serious neck injury, which kept her out of action for over a year. Um, 
the news on this is very sort of vague in that with this sort of thing in the past, WWE have been very quick to announce a retirement or get the superstar to announce a retirement. They even had Daniel Bryan do it before he announced before he came onto Raw to announce his retirement. You know, um, we've seen the likes of Edge retire very publicly, um, and I feel like Paige's career is at at twenty five. She's obviously very very young. I feel like it's so premature and it's such a shock that they would have to get her to to announce it if it were true. Yeah, it's um, it's quite a strange one because from from what we hear or from what I've seen anyway, it's uh, she's apparently suffering from spinal stenosis, which is the same thing that Edge and I think Stone Cold yeah. suffered from. And if would again if we if we believe what we're told, Sheamus does as well. And Sheamus, yeah, um, and. What what's weird to me? What it it makes me think that maybe they are still testing her because they announced on Raw this week that she wouldn't be in the Royal Rumble match yeah. due to a neck injury, which is a massive shame in itself for someone like Paige. Yeah, for her, especially for Paige, who is one of the kind of one of the sparks and one of the ones who kickstarted this women's. Evolution. Yeah, and as a, as a, someone who's been involved in the wrestling business for so so long, as, as a woman, what, like a thirteen year veteran or something. Yeah, to. To miss out on the very first Women's Royal Rumble, I know that she would, I don't know Paige obviously very personally, but I know that someone who's been in that business for so long, whose family are, run, are in that business as well, would be devastated to be missing a moment like this. Yeah, so for them to announce on TV that she's missing the Royal Rumble match but due to an injury but not giving any more details, and that makes me think they're either still testing or still trying to get more info Yeah. and might decide at a later date. Or maybe they just didn't want to announce it then. They've got Raw 25, they've got the Rumble coming up. Maybe it might be postponed until after then. Yeah, I just, I mean, it's... The, the reason that a lot of this has sort of been up in the air is that Paige herself doesn't seem to have acknowledged that her career no. is over. Uh, if anything, the opposite. She's putting tweets out like 2018 will be my year. Yeah, and the, and the setback is, or the comeback is always stronger than the setback or something like that. Um, which you know, in if you read that in layman's terms, I means she's planning on making a comeback. You know, and she mm-hmm. she doesn't see it as the end. Um, so it's all a bit confusing. Um, needless to say, I sincerely hope that it's not true. And and as much as terrible it is for her to be missing the Royal Rumble or whatever, but if she needs to take the time off to fully recover and to be fit and healthy to wrestle long into you know her thirties or whatever then so be it you know that's that's the price i'm sure she's willing to pay as well um but yeah a little bit concerning that you know such drastic news came out quite publicly and the likes of dave Meltzer and pw insider and whatever and the torch of all as far as i'm aware mentioned that it's the news that they're hearing is accurate it's 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 a little bit concerning yeah hopefully uh if she's back and ready in time for kind of mania she could get a decent spotlight in kind of not as a reward but to kind of make up for missing the, the yeah. historic event for the rumble yeah and let's not let's not take away the fact that she's you know she's been in it for so long but she is also incredibly talented and you know she's one of the bright popular. sparks of the women's division especially at the moment having you know she's still riding that wave of her return um so yeah it's just very very marketable very popular young lady and 
uh, it would be yeah, it would She's be really devastating. Had a horrible two years. She has, yeah. Uh, this, this professionally and personally, this can't so. come at a worse time for her. I don't think. No, well, it could have maybe come about six months. Well, ago. yeah, okay, but you know, having just made your return and being yeah. on that high after all the lows that she's had, returning and being on that high, and then it's just taken away from her like this, which must be horrible for her. Potentially so, taken away. Potentially, but uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, we're um, or news news agencies or news outlets have been jumping the gun a little bit, and it's not as serious as first expected. Um. Some other news then coming out from various sources throughout the week. Um, something a little bit more factual, actually. Um, the arrest of Jay Uso for a DUI. Um, this was a little bit surprising to me. I didn't know about the Uso's past troubles with the uh, law enforcement. Um, Aidan, what, what backup information you got for this one? Yeah, so uh, one half of the SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions, Jay Uso. Real name Joshua, by the way. Uh, was arrested on... They're, they're Fatus, right? They're, they're, they're yeah. Fatus, yeah. Rikishi's sons. Were arrest, arrested for... On Sunday for a DWI. I know that DUI is driving under the influence. Ah, I okay. think DWI is driving with influence or something? I don't know. Um, I have to confirm that. Um, after the live event in te- Texas, who was released later that day on a $500 bond. Um, he was pulled over around 1am for a routine traffic violation, but sowed, showed signs of intoxication and then failed the sobriety test. Um, but yeah, like you said, um, they've had troubles with this in the past. His twin brother, Jimmy Uso, was booked for a DUI in 2011 and again in 2013. Um, the WWE have released a statement following Jay's arrest saying that Joshua Fatu is responsible for his own personal actions. We're investigating the matter and awaiting information from local law enforcement officials. So, almost fully expect him to lose their titles at the Rumble now. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear. Um, driving whilst intoxicated, I think, is the uh, definition whilst of DWI. So what's the difference? I suppose uh, un- DUI influence. could be a drugs. And... Yeah. Uh, mm, all right. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah a bit of a shock. Um I feel like WWE take these things very, very seriously, and as they should. should. Um, I think usually this would lead to a suspension, right? Yeah, you'd think so. Suppose like such a pub, big public company like this, for stuff to come out with one of their one of their current champions, yeah, is kind of the last thing they'd want at the moment. Yeah, not good for the old public image. And if there was any kind of suspension, this kind of year, time of year is the uh, the worst kind of time from a wrestler's perspective. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> As the road to WrestleMania begins, you don't want to be getting yourself suspended. Um, okay, I'm very closely linked to this then, uh, both in family ties and in the nature of it. So we're hearing news, uh, this has been going around for a couple of days now, um, with, of Roman Reigns being linked to... Uh, a steroid ring. Um, Aiden, what information you got on this one for us? Yeah, so this got the guy by the name of Richard Rodriguez, who's uh, currently the. Which well, sounds like a fake name. He's currently in prison at the moment as the CEO of World Fitness Nutrition. Um, in a YouTube video by filmmaker John Bravo, named three big names as 
kind of clients of his. Um, Mark Wahlberg, Josh Demel, and Roman Reigns. Um, he wrote, Rodriguez's Iron Addicts gym was raided in February 2017 and he was charged with running an illegal steroid operation. Um, but since this news has come out a couple of days ago, Roman Reigns almost instantly has denied the allegations, uh, but just saying, I've never heard of Richard Rodriguez or wellness, fitness, nutrition. I learned from the mistake I made nearly two years ago and paid the penalty for it. Since then, I've passed 11 tests as part of WWE's independent drug testing program. So Roman Reigns has flat out instantly denied this rather than it kind of being swept under the rug, which leads you to believe that it is probably fake news as someone would say. Yeah, it just seems a bit weird why this Rodriguez guy would would try and implicate Reigns in something like this. It, it kind of, yeah, it kind of reeks of someone just trying to take down as many people with them as he can. I suppose naming someone like Mark Wahlberg and Josh Demel is like these are just actors. Yeah. Um, they don't necessarily have to pass any kind of testing, but an athlete like Roman Reigns does. Yeah. So yeah, it is interesting to to think of maybe why he would have gone after Reigns like this, but Reigns obviously has never heard of these people. Well, he's, yeah, he's flat out denied it, and you know who we did not believe, Roman Reigns. And it just seems a little bit strange. I mean, the term no smoke without fire comes to mind a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I suppose yeah. maybe Reigns because of his previous violation, although that was supposedly just for Adderall or something. Something like that. Um, so that that's kind of the only thing I can think of as to why why he would uh, target Reigns. Yeah, um, a bit of a strange one. Um, hopefully it's not, not true. Uh, Roman coming off the back of an incredible year himself heading into the Royal Rumble. And speaking of the Royal Rumble... The odds for a certain superstar to return and win the Royal Rumble are considerably shortened. Aiden Phillipson. Yeah. Um, I've been saying this for months. You know I've been saying this for months. Not this specifically. It's more through hope than from want that Daniel Bryan will be back in the ring. However, the never-ending Daniel Bryan comeback story received its latest glimmer of hope uh, when he's listed as one of the top three favourites to win the Royal Rumble this year on uh, Paddy Power's website. And I've also seen his odds dramatically shortened on things like Skybet as well. Um, so, could could it be? <laughs> I don't... Because I, I know odds, one. odds go down the more bets are placed on, but like you said before... Who's betting on Daniel Bryan to win the Royal fire? Rumble? Like, does someone know some info, maybe from inside, or... Well, this is obviously, this we've is obviously seen... the trouble with wrestling. I mean, how do they how do they get people not to leak stuff? Yeah. That, we've you know, seen connect... odds like this before, like last year, in the last couple of hours before the Rumble, Orton's odds just cut massively. Yeah. So, there could... There's proven credibility to betting odds. You know, it's certainly a possibility that Daniel Bryan could return at the Royal Rumble, but not not for me. I think we're far enough away from the Royal Rumble for the odds to change quite significantly, and I just don't see the relevance of it. Yeah. If you think the the feud he's involved in at the minute is for the WWE Championship, his current storyline, it wouldn't make sense for him to be in there. No, which I've heard many things that, like after this news of Daniel Bryan's odds shortening came up, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, how." He's going to win the Royal Rumble and Shane's going to win the WWE title and we're going to see <laughs> Brian versus Shane at WrestleMania. Oh, God. 
<laughs> which would just be ridiculous. I'm sure neither of them want that, really. No, I don't think that. I don't think that. Um, I can't see... I guess maybe if Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn win the title at um, Royal Rumble, then I could maybe see Shane being involved in a match for the title. But, um, but could you imagine Styles retains his title and Brian wins the Rumble? Styles, Brian at Mania. I mean... I, I can imagine it. <laughs> you know, it's a hell of an imagination. But I just don't see it happening. I, don't, I, I really don't. I can't see Daniel Bryan ring, winning a Royal Rumble as stacked as this one is. He couldn't even win one when he was a main <laughs> in the main roster. You could barely even get in one. <laughs> win one. Yeah. Um, yeah, true. It's probably not going to happen, but I, but I would just lose my mind if it did. Yeah, yeah. We're watching this. Uh, we're watching a Royal Rumble together, aren't we? Aiden? We are. We're going to the bar named MK11, uh, which puts on some good wrestling events. And um, um, so I would literally lose my shit in public. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't you say if Daniel Bryan returns, you're going to cry? You yeah. may cry. Yeah, I said I'd post it on Twitter as well. So if if Daniel Bryan returns at the Royal Rumble, regardless of even if he wins it or not, are you going to burst into tears in public? There is good potential here. Yeah, depends how many drinks I have. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I will definitely be filming it if that's the case. <laughs> Fine by me. Right. Now, speaking of the Royal Rumble then. Um, this is a very different episode of the PWP. Because we're going to be doing a little bit uh, a little bit of a watch along. So, before to get into the Royal Rumble spirit, we'll take a look back down into the archives, into the vault. And pick a Royal Rumble that we both remember well with fond memories uh Aiden, i think this is one that i wanted to sort of pick one that you would remember from the first time you ever actually watched it and given that you're so bloody young it was you know rules out a lot of Royal rumbles for me <laughs> um so we've gone with 2001 which i think most people agree is one of the best Royal rumble matches of all time uh certainly one of the most memorable and the, the whole pay-per-view as a as a whole actually was very very memorable we've just sat and watched a little bit of it before um one of the most stacked rumble matches as well i think yep and we've just seen um jericho versus benoit for instance for the intercontinental title in a ladder match which features one of aiden's favorite chair shots of all time um <laughs> uh, we saw edge and christian versus the dudleys <laughs> although looking back on it Maybe not such a good maybe, idea. Maybe not such a good <laughs> idea. Um, we skipped through China versus Ivory. <laughs> we did, yeah. Uh, and a little bit through Kurt Angle, Triple H. We saw the end, which is the main part. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to stick the Royal Rumble match itself from 2001 on in the background. So I'm just going to get that one playing for you now. should be able to hear that with the, uh, the old Finkel in the ring. Um... Aiden, what are your memories of this Royal Rumble? Obviously, we know the winner. Without trying to spoil anything for you, maybe we won't mention it. But I remember it being particularly a particularly exciting Rumble because I literally had no idea who was going to win. One of the things I remember most from this Rumble, um, one of the things that I took away, was the it was one of the first, if not the first, um, Rumble with weapons. Yeah, that's a good point. It was kind of known as the Hardcore Rumble, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit. This, the whole sort of year was a bit of a hardcore year. Yeah, and it, I suppose it's like it makes perfect sense. There's literally no reason why you can't use weapons in a rumble. So exactly, no with, DQ. With kind of the uh, introduction of people coming from places like ECW around this kind of time in 2001, it makes sense for them to bring weapons. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it was definitely a, cha- a very different Raw Rumble for me. 
um, in previous years, as we've just seen. Jeff Hardy as number one and Bull Buchanan as number two. Remember Bull Buchanan? Got the right to censor. Such terrible, terrible music. Uh, wrestling in some pretty weird grey jeans. <laughs> yeah. But it can't be easy to wrestle in jeans, but no. again, Jeff's doing it as yeah, well, and he's had done for 20 years. So. It's a bit baggier. Um, but yeah, it was a bit of a different Royal Rumble for me, because in previous years we'd seen um, the likes of, obviously, Bret Hart, Lex Luger, Shawn Michaels, uh, as we stepped away from that new generation into the Attitude Era, Stone Cold sort of had it sewn up in 97 and 98, and then obviously Vince in 99 was a bit of a, a, a shocker. Uh, hard, that was a bit, a bit of a hardcore rumble. That was when it started to change in that it wasn't just yeah, a straight yeah. up 30 men in the ring. It was outside in yeah, it was There was a storyline running through the rumble, which I think has kind of been the same ever since. It seems to be like that. Yeah, like generally there would be one central story leading into the rumble and it's like it's going to be between one of two people really. Whereas around this kind of time, just because they have so many stars, you've got Kane, you've got The Undertaker, you've got The Rock, you've got Stone Cold. Yep. There's a lot of possibilities. You've got Rikishi, who recently turned heel, was on a bit of a run. Yeah, Big Show, obviously. Big Show, no one could ever eliminate Big Show. No, no as Michael Cole always tells us. <laughs> so, yeah, um, good good rumble, I think. It was Very the general consensus, one of the more popular ones. Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, and the Royal Rumble, I think most wrestling fans would agree. The Royal Rumble, because of how different it is and how new it is in terms of how fresh it was anyway in terms of the format, holds a pretty special place in most wrestling fans' hearts. Um, it's just an exciting time because you never know what's going to happen as we see Matt Hardy coming to uh, Jeff Hardy's rescue as the number three entrant to the Royal Rumble. Um but yeah, you just never know what's going to happen with the Royal Rumble. Who's going to win? And obviously the stakes are massive. Um, in recent years, it's you know slightly different. We saw the WWE title on the line with Roman Reigns losing losing it to Triple H. Um, as there goes Paul Buchanan. Yeah, it's, it's one of the one of the matches where it's just so unique and it's um, you know it's only going to happen once a year. Yeah, exactly. And the the implications around it. It's the it's the build up for the biggest part of the year. Yeah, obviously uh, a lot of a lot of is is made of the the whole road to WrestleMania beginning, um, and obviously the main event of WrestleMania is at stake. So it just leads into a very very big time for WWE. It's a proper ramp up period, isn't it? Into the next couple of months. Yeah, and there are a lot of um, casual or returning fans who tuned in for the Royal Rumble. So, you've kind of got to make it a big one. Like, you've got to make it count. Yeah. Like, you've got... There's usually the returning superstar of from the past, or... It's usually... A, it seems to always work out where you get a return, someone returning from injury. Yeah. So, it's good for surprises. It is very good. Speaking of uh, returns and surprises, then. So, this year, a lot has been made of, you know, the, the amount of empty slots in the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, a lot of women rumoured to be returning, obviously, based on the, the lack of um, actual bodies on the roster at the moment. Um, who are you looking forward or expecting or hoping to see return? Um, in the women's Royal Rumble specifically? Yes, women's. 
Um, there's not really, I suppose, returns-wise, you'd imagine potentially people like Trish Stratus potentially. I think Kelly Kelly probably will be. Um, she's a bit of a. Uh, I think she said previously that she kind of wants to give it another bash at some point. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry if I keep coughing. By the way, my throat's <laughs> killing me. Um, I need to go get a drink in a sec. Um, other other potential returnees. I'm not sure. I know Tori Wilson's been getting herself in good shape lately for her whole fitness thing, uh, but Michelle McCool. Michelle McCool potentially. I don't know what her kind of status is. I know that she was suffering with skin cancer for a bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, in terms of new people. <coughs> oh God, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I would be very surprised if Shayna Baszler wasn't in it. Yeah. I think she actually has a good chance of winning. Um. M- Oh, if you hear some loud pitch screams, it's because Jeff Hardy just took his top off. <laughs> yeah, and then Matt takes his off and no one really cares about yeah, No one cares about Matt's little pudgy little belly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, maybe people like Ronda Rousey, they, they're obviously being touted. Um, yeah, so would, the, the, the Ronda Rousey rumour, so to speak, just won't go away. Yeah, well she said recently, I think she said it on Twitter, that she has an announcement coming up which is going to in quotes change the game mm. and she's going to announce it via her own personal website and not kind of via UFC or anything like that which kind of makes you think could be Royal Rumble news yeah you'd think WWE would want to announce it though rather than her own account I don't see why anyone announcing it would kind of ruin it yeah um it's the sort of thing they would do. They've been doing this recently, announcing big news beforehand so that people tune in. And I, I, I do hate it. I get it, but I hate it at the same time. And speaking of something that I hate, uh, Drew Carey, who I believe is an American talk show host, has just walked down the aisle in the 2001 star-studded Royal Rumble match as number four, uh, or five, number five, sorry. And, you know, celebrity involvement in a Royal Rumble match. I just can't really, can't really be doing with it. It's um, a bit of a pet peeve of mine. Celebrity involvement in wrestling in general, to be fair, is just generally a little bit shit. Could be a lot worse, though. He could win like most celebrities do. (laughs) Yeah, David Arquette springs to mind. That's always annoyed me, the whole, like, you're coming into a wrestling world and... They always end up like beating up the uh, beating up the wrestlers. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that was a pretty bad fall for Jeff, by the way. Well, yeah, what we've just seen is both Hardys eliminate each other. So Drew Carey is the the only one in the ring in this Royal Rumble at the moment. Jeff does like a forward suplex to Matt on the outside, and for some reason Jeff falls as well from out of nowhere. But he falls flat on his back from the top rope to the floor. So very unlike Jeff Hardy, so yeah. take a weird bump. Yeah. I'm not sure that uh, <laughs> Drew Carey's going to like who's next. As it oh is my the god, oh my god. Big rish, red, bleh, the, big, <laughs> the, the big red machine, Kane, uh, who 2001 was a um, particular highlight for this Royal Rumble. Yep. A um, long-standing record, I believe. One of my favourite attires for Kane. Yeah? I love this outfit. It's kind of um, mesh flames in the middle. And yeah. He's, he's got... No, no arms, no, well, no arms. He's got no sleeves <laughs> on his arms. Um, just menacingly walking around. Like, could you get a bit more personality out of Kane? Like, he speaks a bit more, which wasn't always great. Mm. But 
it kind of was getting to the point where you couldn't just have the same 1997, 98 cane all the time. It was, I guess this, at this point, so you would have been, uh, in 2001, you would have been, what, six? I would have been five and a half at this point. Five and a half. I would have been turning six. Just about turn six. So uh, you were pretty young. Um, as a kid, what do you remember thinking about Kane as a, as a wrestler at this sort of time? Because he would, to me, when I was nine, when he debuted, he absolutely terrified me. Uh, the way the red light sean when he debuted him actually that was terrifying and the way that he could was, control fire <laughs> ripping through the, the roster and eventually into a match with the undertaker at wrestlemania uh, and just how vicious he was i mean remember him hitting vader with a wrench which also scared the crap out of me um and just how like he the way he'd cock his head and not never say anything and he was just so big and violent he terrified me as you were saying, you get a bit more personality out of Kane at this sort of stage. Um, but, like, didn't that take away from his mystique and his sort of scariness a little bit? It did. Like, it, it didn't get to the point where he was kind of cutting promos like The Rock or anything. Andrew Carey's just eliminated himself. <laughs> it was, um... I, I would look at Kane and just think, like, there's no way anyone could beat Kane. Yeah. Like, massive... He's literally a monster. He can control fire. The only person who can beat him is the Undertaker. All the big show. All the big show. But yeah, he was terrifying. I guess maybe I wasn't so. I wasn't as kind of scared of him as the way you described you were. Um, that's a pretty bad that sidewalk slam. Terrible sidewalk slam by Kane. So we've got Raven in now, who's brought in a couple weapons, a kendo stick. So this is the, the the genesis of the hardcore rumble uh, sort of mantra, I believe, as Kane just gets sprayed with a fire extinguisher, which I never understood. A bit ironic. Ooh, yeah. Must bring back terrible memories for him. <laughs> for all those horrible burns he doesn't have. And for some reason, Al Snow's appeared, which... <laughs> yeah, what annoys me about this? Al Snow appears, and then... um. The next entrant happens, and it's Al Snow. Yeah. <laughs> so the countdown goes on, and then no one comes out, and it turns out that it's Al Snow, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, a bit of strange. Just, so we're just getting... Al Snow's just come out to attack Raven, and now we're getting the countdown, which... And for some reason, Kames is in the ring, staring yeah. at them, and then lets Raven hit him in the head with a road sign. So everyone's looking towards the entrance way for an entry... And Al Snow's just got and into Al the ring. <laughs> like, could he have not just waited 20, 30 seconds? Yeah, it's a bit weird. Um, Al Snow weird. Well, yeah. Um, but the Royal Rumble often lends itself to some pretty, you know, I mean, it's very difficult to obviously choreograph a Royal Rumble match, mainly because of the, uh, the amount of bodies involved and the, the amount of different variables. Yeah. Um, how, like... We a lot. We we just seen a very sloppy sidewalk slam, for instance, from Kane. And uh, when you were getting a drink, there was a really terrible drop kick by Jeff Hardy or Matt Hardy, which missed, and Matt Hardy still sold. Uh, and I was watching old Raw Rumble, a, a bit of a Raw, old Raw Rumble, the first one actually. Uh, and obviously, the wrestlers had never been in a Raw Rumble match. A bowling ball to the bollocks. That's gonna hurt my ass now. The wrestlers had never been in a Raw Rumble match of that size. I don't believe so. Um. It was kind of all over the place. Everyone was all over the place, not really knowing. People were bumping into each other. Yeah, um, I, I do wonder when I watch Royal Rumble matches whether... I suppose it's a lot more kind of... Not rehearsed, but um, structured these days. 
But I do wonder if when people come down, sometimes they're sent down with instructions yeah. from the back saying like, make sure this person's in this position for the next entrant and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And like, I suppose for, for big particular people, I suppose they'll know this person's coming in at 20 something or whatever. Yeah. But I do, I would imagine most of it is a bit of a shock to the guys when they're in the ring. Um, and it it does give you some good dynamics sometimes, especially when you've got a brand split, and you yeah. you get a Raw guy versus a SmackDown guy at, the, at this point, and the brand split for a year and a half now. So you get someone people who potentially haven't contact haven't had contact in a year and a half. Yeah. Um, in a ring, um, there's always new matches and like old old matches that kind of get brought up. So it is interesting. It's, Perry Saturn looking insane. <laughs> Perry Saturn makes his way down to the ring. So this was the sort of part of the Rumble where just the guys who sort of hung around in that hardcore division all seemed to come down at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so we've got Saturn, Al Snow and Raven at the minute in there with Kane. Um, and lots and lots of just debris all over the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Plants and bits of scrunched up paper. Rolling balls and kendo sticks. And, and Terry Reynolds' boobs on the outside. Cans. Yeah. Perry Saturn with a submission move in a Royal Rumble match, which is, you know, a great idea. <laughs> yeah, never understood that. There's so, there's, but it wasn't the sharpest knife in the draw, was he, Perry Saturn? There wasn't, um, there wasn't, there's so many Royal Rumble flaws that you can point out where it, it kind of then takes out the fun of watching yeah. the Rumble. You can say that about wrestling as a whole, but... Yeah, just things like, someone's about to chuck someone out and you stop them. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Just because you're what you're so got so much aggression towards <laughs> that person um and also like we've just seen kane gorilla press slam pro sat and he had him over his head he just chucked him over yeah. could have just chucked him over the top rope but and chose not to just things like if i was in a rumble especially if i was a heel i would never get in the ring <laughs> yeah i mean we've seen that a few times curtis axel still in the 2015 royal rumble yeah. <laughs> i believe he is the marathon man axel mania um, yeah, like I wouldn't get in the ring until kind of I get my comeuppance by a face coming down or something like that. Or I'd hide yeah. under the ring, I'd cling to the rope, I'd sit at the announce desk, I'd do anything. Yeah. Um, especially if I was an early entrant. Yeah. Just yeah, so many kind of logic flaws uh, where you think like you could have easily chucked them out there or stuff like that. Or someone's on the someone's been chucked out and they're on the outside for a bit, like they're on the apron. Just get back in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many times they're faffing around. It comes Steve Blackman. Yeah, Steve Captain Blackman. Charisma. Who? Uh, yeah, terrible charisma, but hell of an athlete. Very yeah. quick. I love when he hits people with these sticks, and you get <laughs> the Jerry King look like, "Ooh, eat out, ooh, eat out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve Blackman. He had his moments. He had that match with Shane. Yeah, like I mean, that's a big moment for Steve Blackman. literally all I can think, <laughs> other you, than head cheese. <laughs> I believe, um, I'm not sure if it was before or after, I think it was before his wrestling career. Steve Blackman, um, I'm not sure, he went, I think he was in Africa, or it might have even been Asia, but he contracted some sort of deadly disease, which sort of ate away at all of his muscles and everything. Uh, I think it might have been after. Um, which is what he flies in the face, obviously Steve Blackman is pretty well built uh, at this stage in yeah. his career um, and I believe he, he, so he really lost a lot of his muscle mass uh, and I don't believe he really wrestled ever again it's a bit of a shame I mean he didn't have a stellar career by any chance <laughs> by any means but um, 
Well, yeah. this was after he left then. I believe so. Oh, um, before his well, it was, it was one of the two. I think it was after. Um, this is a really great story, I know. Uh, <laughs> but I have no idea what it was. At some point, he did something which might have done something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as we see, Kane pretty much taking control There's of this. There's a really angry vocal rummage. guy in the second or third row dressed in as, like, right to sensor gear. Oh, God, here comes Scotty too high. Oh no, no Grandmaster Sexy. Sexy. Mm. So the, the previous year to this, we got the two cool doing the dance in the middle of yeah, Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. Then, then Ricky, she chucks them out. That was yeah. quite funny. <laughs> Did anybody else find it weird? They, the sort of... Um, when Brian Christopher was in the light heavyweight division, there was obviously a lot made of him being Jerry, Jerry Lawler's, Lawler's son, son, and they yeah. always denied it and whatever. But as soon as he <laughs> became Grandmaster Sexy, he just... <laughs> Completely, they just it's like he was a that. different person. Yeah. JR would always make kind of side references, and Jerry Lawler would be like, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I find weird is just how um, crazy popular Too Cool actually were. I know. Especially Scotty Too Hotty and The Worm. Like, the arena would go nuts for The Worm. I mean, it's, just, it's more just a sign of the times, I think. It's yeah. Of that era. Yeah, almost anything could get over. Yeah. And not what you would expect. <laughs> no. I suppose we've seen that recently with the list. Yeah, I guess so. I can't, yeah. Like, I, I don't necessarily know if that would have gotten over back in the day because it was a different type of crowd. Yeah, but yeah I don't think Jericho calling someone a stupid idiot back in two thousand and one <laughs> would have worked. This is probably where Kane goes on a tirade of one of his twelve eliminations or eleven eliminations. Eleven, I believe it is. I think Roman broke that with twelve, right? Something like that. I think this one stood until what two thousand fifteen. This record. Fourteen. Oh, here comes. Oh, there goes Steve, Steve Blackman trying to skim the cat and gets cracked on the head with a dustpan lid. <laughs> yeah, I believe this is where Kane clears house. Go three in a row now. And I think it'll be where the the big guns start appearing for Kane to proper get into it with. And like, yeah, either spend as little time near the ropes as you can, or just lay or down, like, lay down, sit in the corner. There goes Perry Saturn, and Saturn and uh, Al Snow still attacking Raven. I'm not quite sure why. Oh, yeah. Honky Tonk Man. So, yeah, here's a perfect example of return, which obviously no one saw coming or no one really cared or wanted. Um, just, <laughs> so, the Honky Tonk Man I is love in the Royal Rumble. Moment. I love J uh, Jerry Lawless singing along with the theme music, or when, when he does his little concert singing in the theme music, and just Kane watching him and <laughs> the cock of the head. And just <laughs> <laughs> I must say, the Honky Tonk Man looks great <laughs> at yeah. this stage in his life. He looks the same as he did in the 80s. Uh, yeah. just makes me think WWE always have one character that just <laughs> that, that sort of musical character now obviously we see it with Elias like we've seen it with well, in English as well we've seen it with Jeff R -Truth. Jarrett <laughs> R-Truth if you can call that music um, obviously the Honky Tonk Man even the Rockets done at one stage in his career mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it's, Kurt Angle once sung I Don't Suck that's true um Speaking of Elias, then, he's obviously had a, a pretty interesting year. A real emergence from pretty much out of nowhere. Um, what do we see for Elias in this Royal Rumble? I I genuinely believe he could make it to that final four spot, which has traditionally he's been seen... Traditionally been seen as like a sign of WWE's belief in you. Mm -hmm. um, 
I can see oh, Elias. Oh, shit. Oh, and there goes the guitar over I the love the guitar, guitar shot over the head. <laughs> I do always wonder whether the guitars that get used for those spots are actual legit or whether they've been rigged a bit. They must. They've got to be rigged. Because like when you see... Because Elias plays his guitars. Yeah. Um, but so he when, always... when you see him use them on Jason Jordan and Finn Balor, it looks bloody brutal. But he does always put it down by the uh, the timekeeper's desk. So whether it gets whether it gets switched out or whatever, I don't know. But where else is he meant to keep it? Well, he always gets interrupted time. and then somehow ends up in a match. But yeah, Elias. Oh, here comes the and rock. here comes the rock. Matt's favourite. Entrant number thirteen. Unlucky for some. Um, and at this stage, I guarantee you that um, the Rock would have been one of Matt's favourite wrestlers. Yeah. So hard to believe. Yeah, and the back when Matt used to like wrestlers that he watched. <laughs> um, so yeah, Elias. Um, I'm not sure. It's, it's tough in 2017 because um, if you, because so many people kind of have their online following and stuff. If you don't have a good showing in something like the Rumble, then people are just going to say that you got buried. Yeah. So it's hard for someone to come in and only last three minutes. Yeah. That's usually my job. We. Um, and yeah, then you'll get people just accusing. Them you were being buried when in reality you need those people to kind of not make that much of an impact yeah so I don't I don't know what Elias is going to be it's going to be weird because Elias's theme is it very rarely ever gets played other than when he wins that's what so I thought which made, lead, kind of led me to believe that he, he might, might be, be number one, one. Two, yeah. <laughs> even in English maybe <laughs> <laughs> just have a sing off for the first two minutes I think I do think there's there's going to be a moment for Elias in the Royal Rumble match I believe yeah he will, de- he will definitely be in it um I'd like for him to have a good showing. I do really like Elias's work, um, but uh, I'm not too sure. Without him being number one, I suppose, and singing us in, getting interrupted by number two. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure what that moment would be. Yeah, I'm not too sure either. I just part of me, uh, WWE in the Royal Rumbles have a, little, a bit of a tradition of the final four is generally, you know, two top stars and maybe three top stars and one sort of lesser you younger star expect. um can't think of examples off the top of my head as we hear the uh, right to censor theme, theme tune for the second time good father here comes the good father what a terrible terrible gimmick change <laughs> that was um the good father in there with the rock and cane <laughs> good old um nation of domination link with the rock oh that's true yeah karma and rocky maivia and oh, there uh, goes the good father. The good father. <laughs> See, it just makes me feel like if that happened it, now to anyone in the Royal Rumble, people would bitch and moan. Yeah, because uh, it it kind of seems pointless. Yeah, like imagine you're like you're a wrestler backstage. I'm Vince or I'm a head writer or whatever. I'm an agent, and I say to you, right, so you're going out at number sixteen. Um, but we only really want you to last about 20 seconds. Yeah. You would think, like, what's the point? Well, why am I here? <laughs> especially last year, with the ramp being so long, yeah. by the time you get there, you've spent more time coming down than you would in, in the actual <laughs> ring. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, we saw it, uh, was it last year's? Yeah, it must have been last year's Rumble, with um, Enzo Amore. Amore? Amore. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, being annihilated by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> That was fun. But then also Brock Lesnar himself only lasted about five minutes of that. Yeah, it's true. Um, so it's I can see it. I can see people's concern or annoyance when their favourite, uh, and because there are so many different favourites now. I mean, back in the day, 
Like someone of I don't know, say Elias's stature, for instance, would not have been anybody's favourite. No, he would have just been a random mid-card guy. Yeah. But and now everyone has their own following. And like the Miz, for instance, I know he's um we're not quite sure on his status for the Rumble match itself. Uh, but he he has his own he has his favourites now, and a lot of people are very behind the Miz because he's no he's now classified as a veteran. He's put a lot in. See, he's improved. Another so much. example: Taz runs into the ring, doesn't even get a shot in. He gets like he gets choked up to the top rope by Kane and then punched off. And like he's literally in it for less than ten seconds. Yeah, it's and like, uh, that's what's the point. Like someone like Taz who comes in so much for such a like big history as a tough guy a legitimate tough guy the human suplex machine yeah and he comes in and gets eliminated by my know, crap obviously... is bigger than Taz is a sign there obviously angry Kane white guy. Kane is a a big star yeah, don't go point. for Kane yeah just and the only away. other person is the rock don't go for the rock don't go for the rock either um, but this is a this is interesting actually we're now seeing the rock and Kane pretty much the only two in this match for the last five to eight minutes which i don't think you see that often anymore no and very rarely apart from maybe the start and i, I always find it interesting and <laughs> I, I find the rumble matches better when jesus this guy's going mental <laughs> i always find the rumble matches better when you have two guys in it or one guy but it's sometimes good with two as well to um last throughout the match to have them last 30 minutes plus especially if it's the same two people because it makes it kind of interesting yeah like last year i know we saw jericho last for 61 minutes um but i i always kind of like the story like we got in 95 got sean and bulldog the first two and the last two i like that kind of story yeah um or if there's something going into it like we saw in 2010 with Shawn Michaels where he needed to win the Rumble in order to get to Undertaker to get that rematch yeah and then the the this, them, him being kind of everyone's sentimental favourite and then the heartbreak of him coming third or fourth overall fourth I think it was wasn't it yeah, Batista Batista eliminating him because he slipped kind of off the top rope so bloody just, Batista bloody Batista always ruining people's dreams Batista um, so yeah, having having an an external or an extra storyline to add into just not just thirty people wanting to win the match, but maybe someone trying to go all the way or someone with an extra incentive, it's good fun. Yeah, and that was a hell of a clothesline by Bradshaw on the yeah, rock. Bradshaw just going. <laughs> um, I, I love JR's reactions to Bradshaw's clotheslines. Yeah. Do you know who always took the best clothesline? Rikishi. Yeah, he, he turned himself inside out from like, when the rock would burst out of the corner. Yeah. Kishi would always do a backflip or whatever. Well, kind of a backflip. One of my favourite Royal Rumble inside. eliminations was a clothesline. Gene Snitsky on Paul London. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Paul London on the apron and he runs at Snitsky and does a backflip <laughs> and lands on his face on the floor. Uh, JR losing his mind. There's some pretty memorable Royal Rumble eliminations over the years. Um one person who's kind of made a made it a habit of avoiding elimination is Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Uh, what's your sort of favourite Kofi Kingston Royal Rumble moment? Um, for sheer athleticism and impressiveness. Um, okay, well, let, let's go for it. So we've got uh, one where he gets thrown to the outside and he lands. I can't remember who he lands on. But he lands on someone, and I think it was Tensai, 
and he puts him on the uh, barricade. barricade. Yeah. And he runs from the barricade, jumps into the ring. That's good. Yeah. Um, there's one where he... Speaking of Tensai. <laughs> Here comes Albert. Not Prince Albert, the penis piercing. <laughs> um, what a gimmick that would be. Oh, wait, that was his actual gimmick. He's Albert um, at this stage as well, not A-Train, right? Yes. Part of, well, this is when he was in TNA, I think. All uh, right. Tips and ass. Um, one where he gets... Again, I think he lands on someone and places himself on the announce table and then you borrows JBL's chair to bounce back into yeah, the ring. that one's pretty impressive. Um, the one where the Miz... Shoves, uh, his hands are on the floor Miff shoves him and he does a handstand walk all the way to the stairs yeah uh, and I think last last year's was a bit underwhelming this is the one where he landed on Big E's shoulders right that was 2016 see that was one of my favourites where landed, they sort of paraded him around two, the ring 2015 <laughs> he got thrown over the top rope into just as Adam Rose was coming down to the ring and landed in his posse and they took uh, him around the ring and put right, him back landed in. on the rosebuds 16 he ran around the ring with King, uh, Big E in 17, he was standing on, you know, the ring post now have, like, a platform? Yeah. He was standing on that platform, and Baron Corman took a swipe at him. This looks so painful. He took a swipe at him, and he jumped over it, but landed, like, on his chest on yeah. the platform. That looked like it really hurt. So he's had a mini, and he, he also had the one in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I don't remember that one. It was running, I think, someone like Jack Swagger um, towards the corner, and Jack Swagger chucked him over his head. He was going to the outside. And his feet landed on the last step of the ring step. Oh, and yeah. And he was lying on the floor with his toes oh, on the ring yeah, step pointing at his toes. <laughs> uh, but my favourite Royal Rumble one, I think, is probably running, jumping from the barricade. Yeah, I think that one's mine as well. Just for, Sheer for athleticism. pure athleticism. It's mental how, yeah. how far of a jump that actually is when you look at it now. Yeah. So we're seeing Hardcore Holly, one of the stiffest competitors in WWE history, make his way into Royal Rumble. Now, we mentioned before how this was a, a stacked... Royal Rumble match. <laughs> uh, we've seen a lot of mid-card talent so far. Uh, the Kane and the, Rock being, the, Kane and the Rock being the standouts, um, obviously. Um, but as is tradition in WWE Royal Rumble matches, the big guns are often safe for the last sort of ten. Yeah. So we got some stats for you coming up because some of them are pretty interesting. A lot of it confirms beliefs. Um, for instance, what do you guys? believed to be the uh, the most common winning number for a Royal Rumble winner. Are you asking me? Yeah, Aiden, give us the give us the result. What? So what, what is the, it? The, the number entry number that's held the most winners. Yes. So I think that's pretty well documented. They say almost every year as the Rock nearly gets eliminated. Uh, number twenty-seven. Number twenty-seven. Yeah. Four winners. But do you want to know some of the more um, some of the runners up? In that stat. Yep. So, apologies. Let me just find. <laughs> uh, no, can't find it. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I've got it. I've got it. Number twenty-four and number thirty both have three apiece. Yeah. So, so late numbers. So not surprised. Perhaps not surprisingly. In a 30-hour no. rumble, late numbers tend to do better than, than early ones. But there have been a fair few examples, some which we can mention and some which WWE prefer if we wouldn't, so, um, yeah, of people we... winning from the very beginning. So statistics show that entries number 1 to 10 have produced 7 winners. Entries 11 to 20 have only produced 4. And 21 to 30 have produced 20 winners. So obviously if you're in the last 
10 entrants, you've got a massive advantage. But if you're anywhere between 11 to 20, you've got almost no chance of winning, seeing as only 4 out of 31 winners, I believe, have ever actually won. So that's a bit... If ever you come down between 11 and 20, you might as well go home. Um, let's have a look, actually, see who's won from that those uh, those positions. Hacksaw Jim Duggan won the first ever one from entrant 13. Shawn Michaels in 96 was at 18. Um, John Cena at 19 in 2013. And Roman Reigns, that popular victory in 2015, was also at number 19. So, But other than that, it's either, either the sooner the better or the later, obviously. Um, up until recent, up until the last couple of years, really, the number one entrant had actually held them the same number as winners, same number of winners as the number 30 entrant did, mm -hmm. yeah. which is uh, pretty interesting. But up until 2007, there was no, no one ever won from the 30 spot, but they've kind of picked that up recently. I think there's been three winners now from number 30, uh, latest being Triple H, year before last. The Undertaker was the first, wasn't he, from number 30? Yeah, 2007. 2007. The, so I was at, I was a great at that point where I had almost completely stopped watching wrestling um, for my sins. Um, I know, blasphemy, right? Um, but the, what got me back, well, I'll say what got me back into it. What piqued my interest um, was that I had heard that The Undertaker had won the Royal Rumble. Um, and it sort of sent me back and I, I thought, oh, The Undertaker really has never won the Royal Rumble, has he? Yeah. <laughs> um, for such a you know, dominant sort of icon of the business even at that time um he had never won the royal rumble um so i went back and watched it and it sort of yeah got me hooked a little bit um, uh, the closing exchange with him and sean michaels, michaels yeah is did you know that um excluding that match um sean michaels and undertaker had never wrestled between royal rumble 98 and wrestlemania 25 no i didn't well i guess it kind of made sense right yeah Always on kind of separate brands. Sean had a four-year gap. Untaker was on SmackDown for a long time, wasn't he? Yep. So, uh, except for that Royal Rumble exchange, no no matches between '98 and 2009. Mm. Wow. For such yeah, for two such massive stars. Oh, Bradshaw just completely wiping out K Quick slash R Truth. K Quick. I don't know who I like least. K Quick or R Truth. I think. Probably our truth. Yeah. K Quick didn't annoy me as much. Yeah. That's just not a Ron the Truth Killings fan. Ron the Truth. I thought said Ron the Truth. I was like, <laughs> is that his wife? <laughs> Ron the Truth. Yeah, uh, starting to fill up a bit now. We've got K Quick, Bradshaw, Val Venus as part of the Right to Censor, Kane, The Rock, Albert, and Harlequin Holly. Kind of forget how big the Right to Censor stable was. <laughs> Good father, Val Venus. Stevie Richards and Ivory, right? And Bob Buchanan. Oh, and Bob Buchanan, yeah. Good Who we've point. already seen. Yeah. And they they um, tried to recruit, like, the cat. Yeah. And that was obviously never going to work because she couldn't stop getting her tits out. <laughs> couldn't censor the cat unless you're the WWE Network, in which case you can pretty much censor it now. <laughs> you could censor Ben Wilde's career. Oh, shouldn't have said that. Ooh, here comes my hometown favourite. Just because <laughs> he's from the UK. <laughs> William Regal. From Blackpool, England. European champion at this time as well, yeah. William Regal. Um, William Regal. William Regal is a bit of a weird <laughs> one for me. Because, William Regal. <laughs> because a lot is is made of how good he was, and yet I can honestly say 
I can't think of a single match of his that I've enjoyed. Yeah, he's a very old school kind of wrestler. Um, like, he was different to a lot of the stuff that was around at this time. I think if he was in the WWF at the time, 10 years earlier, yeah. he would have slotted right in. But kind of at this time, like, he wasn't super athletic. He was like a smash mouth kind of heel, but at the time full of kind of cowardly or yeah. technical wrestling heels. Yeah. Um, which he could, he was one of the, I suppose, one of the best technical wrestlers, I guess, but he was never in a kind of... You never saw that, did you? Yeah, he was in never WWE. in a um, real, um, I'm trying to think of the word, but prominent rivalry. Yeah. Like, I, wa- I watched Armageddon in 2001, not Armageddon, what's it called? Uh, the one where Jericho wins the title. Vengeance. Um, Vengeance, that's the one. I watched that the other week, and Regal had a uh, match for the Intercontinental title against Edge, which was pretty good. Um... That was that was one of his kind of rivalries around the time, but yeah, just never really got behind William Regal. Never cared about him. No, I never cared. And, you know, for someone who's from Britain, as we're led to believe, like, we should like all now, be like, massive fans. You of see them. him on NXT. You see him in that kind of authority figure kind of role. Like, yeah, you've obviously got to have respect for him, doesn't it? Bradshaw kills Bill Malvinas. <laughs> here comes Test. Someone who just never. WWEF obviously had high hopes. What for test? For test, I reckon, but he just never never really fulfilled it, did he? Like I, I remember hearing um, Bruce Pritchard. Well, I'm not sure they are in, in TNA at the minute since Test is beating up Albert. Uh, good point. <laughs> um, I remember hearing Bruce Pritchard talk about um, when he was referring to Edge. Um, obviously, Edge and Test are kind of close links, being um, from Canada, coming up right around the same kind of time together. Did you know Edge was married to Test's sister? No, I didn't. His first wife was Tester's sister. Um, and he just said that, like, Edge became who they wanted Test to be, really, but Tess could just never kick it into that extra gear that Edge and Christian could. Ed- so he just kind of just floundered in the mid-card Tess forever. just didn't, didn't have that charisma. Like, he was big. He's he, got a good look. His, yeah, his look was great, but he... Like, even his athleticism, like, he had a big elbow drop for a while, but yeah. he just never... He just never quite clicked. Don't know what it was. Um, and I suppose it's a bit of a shame, especially now that he didn't fully get to live out his career or his life. Well, yeah, obviously, sadly, you know, a number of years after this, Tess, Tess passed away at such a young age. Uh, I'm still not quite sure of the sort of reasons behind that, but um, I'm assuming it was maybe drug-related. Um, I'm not too sure. Yeah, probably some kind of heart issue in the end. Yeah, um, so yeah, obviously that was that's very sad. But yeah, he just never really fulfilled it. I remember being quite excited around the time where he was in that involved in that feud with obviously the McMahons and Triple H. Yeah, he was supposed to marry Stephanie. Like, yeah. No, not just anybody gets that position. Yeah, no, they must have had, yeah, they must have had very high hopes for him to be putting him in that sort of position. Uh, and speaking of that moment, did you? Uh, I'm sure you've seen it over the weeks, and I'm sure you guys have seen it, the listeners as well. The um, <laughs> current wrestling stars or current WWE stars recreating moments from Raw's past <laughs> with yes, photos. I love these so My much. My absolute favourite has got to be the Big E and Xavier Woods one from the, uh, <laughs> from the wedding. The Tessa Stephanie wedding. I hate you! <laughs> <laughs> um, 
just a quick side note, we're just watching the rumble and big shows come in and his clearing house. And I remember watching this thing, why does he have such a massive reaction? And I realised that he was actually out injured for yeah, a long time. This was or, his return, right? And yeah, like JR losing his mind. Like a man playing with children. <laughs> That's a bit of an odd line to say. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to rethink that one, Jim. <laughs> I suppose yeah. Oh, that's a good joke slam actually it's crazy to see the big show looking young and athletic oh i mean he's more athletic now anyway than he was back then yeah, but he just looks so young i keep mentioning it but i was watching 2010 royal rumble last night and this was kind of when he was at his mode like he was bald he was clean shaven he was just fat yeah he was huge like this was when he was 500 pounds like he didn't have any knee pads on so there was just so much flesh exposed it just wasn't good. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a good look, wasn't good. But there goes the big show by The Rock. The big show has been eliminated in about a minute and a half <laughs> by The Rock. Which, you know, considering the year before he got to the last two with The Rock, that's a. Um, well, The Big Show won that match. Well, yeah, I mean, he actually genuinely did. The Rock's feet hit first. Yeah, it was pretty poorly executed, I think, that one. Unless they were going for that, but uh, I'm sure they would have wanted The Rock to win cleaner. <laughs> Oh, oh yes, Crash Holly. Crash Holly. Another one who, unfortunately, has met his untimely demise. Yeah, that was a bit weird, that one. I remember hearing, like, Crash Holly died. No, he hasn't. There was loads of rumours. No, it turned out he did, I think. Well, I think there's, like, still rumours to this day that he hasn't died. <laughs> no, I don't think there is. I think there is, but... Really? But, like, surely by now he would come out and say, no, I'm not dead, what the hell? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not dead. I think he is, unfortunately, dead. So... Here's something that I've always kind of wondered at the Rumble. So, uh, Big Show has pulled out the rock from the Rumble, not over the top or anything, just under, and he's chokeslammed him through the table, announce table. What are your opinions and thoughts on people being eliminated by people who aren't in the match? Should it, should they, that count? I hate it. I don't think they should count. No, it does always kind of annoy me as well. I think... If you're not in the match, you are not eligible to eliminate someone from the match. That's my viewpoint. And I think it's a, a lot of the time it's a very cheap way of getting out of not eliminating someone and that what, you want to keep if, strong. What if, like we saw in 2014, Kane's been eliminated and then he eliminates Punk and then chokes hands in or whatever. Like, if you've been in the match but you're eliminated, what about that scenario? Well, again, you you know, once you're eliminated, I don't think you're officially in the match anymore, so you shouldn't be able to go eliminate people. I just I just think it's a bit of a cop out. I understand why they do it when they don't want people to get eliminated clean or whatever. But for instance, what I saw was um, the the Royal Rumble. I think it was was it fifteen? Was it or was it seventeen even? Brock Lesnar being two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Was it Brock Lesnar being eliminated by the Wyatt family? Brock Lesnar, that was 16. So 16. Um, here comes the Undertaker on here his comes bike. Taker. So unnecessary. American badass Taker, obviously. Um, what, uh, just going back to what I was saying, um, before we move on to the Undertaker, the... Yeah, Brock Lesnar being eliminated by the Wyatt family. I mean, Bray Wyatt was in the Royal Rumble match at the time. Brock Lesnar was in the Royal Rumble match at the but time. he'd eliminated the rest of the family. Yeah, the rest of the family had been eliminated. And 
it was Wyatt, it was um, Harper and Rowan who eliminated Brock Lesnar from the match, and it still stood. Like they could have just incapacitated Lesnar and have Bray Wyatt throw him over. And then what annoyed me was that Lesnar just kind of got up and walked to the back. Yeah, like, surely someone like Lesnar, especially, would just be like, what get in a, go in a rage. Yeah, as Undertaker's and Kane have just cleaned house, so it's just them We've two. We've just seen Undertaker and Kane clean house. So the story going into this Raw Rumble match was whether the Undertaker and Kane were in cahoots. Yeah. Um, as they're, they're currently the only two in the ring, although we must note that The Rock is currently outside of the ring having been put through an, put through an announce table by the big show. What I love about moments like this is when so you've got two people like The Undertaker and Kane in the ring, two massive superstars, and then someone comes down who's just not. Yeah. So like the ne- next year we've got Austin and Triple H in the ring of just cleared house, and then the Hurricane, hurricane. comes down. Yes. They're both down. Yeah. Hurricane comes down thinking he's going to get them both, and they're just look. He's getting does to do goes to do a double choke slam, but they both just look at each other. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you believe in this? <laughs> so having a, a stare down in a minute between them. Obviously, putting time until the next person comes down. Who is? <laughs> Scotty <laughs> Scott 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 There you go. Scott exactly Scott what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> come down here like oh shit like just don't bother his hair is ridiculous his hat is ridiculous yeah, he's ridiculous just yeah, don't bother getting in the ring stay where you are yeah just take a little walk around you know do wait a bit until, of stretching wait until other people have got in yeah but no instead he's just gonna go you know what let's do it and then gets in the ring and then probably gets destroyed by the brothers of destruction I genuinely believe he feels like he's got a great chance to main event at Wrestlemania I see no reason why one half or one third of two calls, Scotty Too Hotty, can't uh, main event WrestleMania 17 in the Astrodome, or wherever it was. I think it was the Astrodome. Um, was it? There's the one in Houston. I think it's called the Astrodome. Yeah, yeah. Or what's the Toronto one called? The Sky Dome. Sky Dome, yeah, that's yeah, Toronto. Astrodome, I was right then. Double chokes. Double chokes slammed to Scotty Too Hotty. Holy shit. Is he going to get chokes slammed out of his hat? No. no. <laughs> How's his hat his staying head on? didn't even move. Yeah, Scotty Too Hot, you're not looking so over right now. <laughs> In <laughs> fact, he might be going over the top rope. Zing. And he does. There he goes. Did his hat stay on? Did it? <laughs> I think his hat's bucket hat stayed on the whole time. Teddy Long at ringside as a ref. Rock still laid out on the table trying to work his way back up. Teddy Long as a ref. That's such a weird sight. I know. Like, looking back on it, like, because I'd never realised he was a ref, like, I didn't pay attention to that kind of stuff other than El Hebner. So when I only knew him as a general manager, to go back and find out he was actually a ref for ages yeah. is weird. Who's next? Oh, it's Stone Cold. Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the crowd lose their mind. So this is a hell of a four at the moment. We've got Stone Cold, The, the Rock, Rock, Kane and The Undertaker all in the Royal Rumble at the same time. However... Around and ah. here comes Triple H. Good old Paul Levesque. So a bit of it, a little bit of history. Stone Cold just cost Triple H the WWE title in the main, well, the dual main event, I guess, against Kurt Angle. Because so, Triple H had organised to try and have Stone Cold killed. <laughs> well, yeah, we should probably point that out. Yeah, <laughs> um, and The Rock's back in the ring now. The Rock's, The Rock's punches are always so good. There's always a noise on him, and it always sounds like they hurt. I don't know how he did it, whether it was like a slap or whether he's... Well, they're all open-handed, aren't they? So I think, I believe they were just slaps. Uh, yeah, they're always good. There were more slaps than punches, really, weren't they, the Rock's right hands? Yeah, but they always sounded and, like, looked good. 
That's Triple H and Stone Cold are. Well, I say Stone... fighting. Triple H is kicking the shit out of Stone Cold. Stone Cold does a hell of a blade job in this match. And there's one of one of my favourite kind of images from this match is later on when the Rock and Stone Cold are catch each other's eye from across the ring. And Stone Cold's face is just a mess. Yeah, it's already a mess. Yeah, and because he's bald, it encompasses like the whole of his head. Yeah. Whereas people with hair, obviously, you can't see that. It's just their forehead. Yeah, so blood in a Royal Rumble as well. That's something new, I think. I don't think there'd been blood in a Royal Rumble before yeah. this. Oh, here comes something the one honest. Billy Gun. Another one they had high hopes for. Jesus, he was covered in fast. Yes. Almost slid out the other side of the ring. It's all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> and other stuff, if you believe uh, there's a <laughs> 2015 firing or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that he wrestled um, on that New Japan Long Beach show? Yeah, it's weird. He's doing loads of indies now. He does loads of shows with Tommy Dreamer. Why is he still going? Because he is insanely athletic. Like, I know he was he was powerlifting or weightlifting or bodybuilding yeah, or something. Yeah, he was in powerlifting competitions, I think. Which probably eventually led to his reason for look taking at, look at whatever he's doing. Oh, jeez, that's a lot of blood from Stone Cold. It's so weird seeing it nowadays. Yeah, it does because. Because when I see it now, it's almost always hard way. Yeah, well, it when generally I, is always hard way, right? Go, going back and looking at that now, it make like it doesn't make me cringe because I'm used to it. Yeah. But it does make me think like, yeah, like it, it was bad like back in the day, like yeah. all the chair shots and all that kind of stuff. There was a lot of blood back in the day, just and and so so much of it was gratuitous as well. It was no no not necessary. Like in the Triple H match earlier on. Yeah. He gets nailed with the title. And then starts bleeding, and then gets pinned by angle. So he's only he cut himself open for a one minute spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I think there's there's still there's still place for it, and I would probably like to see it in certain scenarios. Yeah, just a lot um, less than it used to be. Just it doesn't have to happen in every main event pay per view match. Yeah. The way that it used to in like year two thousand. But when you see it now, obviously it is obviously with it being sort of outlawed and banned, um, and people will get fined for you know doing it. Oh yeah, um, this was random. Just the random return of Haku. Haku came back at like twenty eight or something, really late. Anyway, yeah, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, when you see it now, um, when it's you know obviously it's hard way, just makes you cringe a little bit more because <laughs> yeah. obviously we haven't seen it for so long, and and I guess. Like, it annoys the fans, and it probably also does kind of annoy the wrestlers. Yeah. But the right, the referees have to step in. Yeah. They have to clear up some blood, have to stop the match if, if needs be. Yeah. Um, whereas back in the day, like you see the remember the Eddie Guerrero JBL match. Oh, Eddie Guerrero, like speaking of a lot of blood, <laughs> would would lose almost like half the amount of blood in his yeah. body, and they they had to finish the match. Yeah, I mean, we saw obviously recently on Raw with Enzo Amore against um, Cedric Alexander uh, in what was a bit of a dual whammy for uh, <laughs> for Enzo uh, in terms of well, bad luck on the injury front. Anyway, um, obviously he got caught with a kick from Alexander right above the eyebrow. Or on the eyebrow, I should yeah, say. Yeah, I've tried to... I went back and tried to watch how exactly that happened. Um, it, didn't, like, it didn't really look like... It didn't yeah, look and then, that And then bad. I, I looked like when he was getting pinned and all that kind of stuff... Still couldn't really see much, and then the pan camera panned away for about ten seconds. Came back, and half of his face was yeah, I mean, covered in blood. Comparatively to what we're seeing with Stone Cold at the minute on it, it wasn't it's like <laughs> a lot of a lot of blood. But compared to what we've seen in recent years, in the last ten years, 
it's uh, it's a lot of blood and, and yeah it was yeah. definitely inadvertent and i've obviously no suggestion that there was a blade job involved but it's just yeah, it's, you, you it's, see it's, him getting stitches backstage yeah it just legitimately like makes things a lot more exciting i know but, it's terrible to say you know i don't want to see people getting really hurt or whatever but it's it creates a buzz but like the first thing i did when i saw it was text you and matt and just be like oh my god you have to see this you got to remember here, I think this is number 30 now, Rikishi. He won a match to get the number 30 slot. But yeah, like you got to remember WrestleMania 31 main event. Right? Brock Lesnar is destroying Roman Reigns. Yeah. And then Roman Reigns rams into the ring post on the outside. And Brock Lesnar starts, like, bleeding quite yeah. a lot. And it suddenly, like, it adds to the story because it makes the crowd suddenly go, oh, like, Brock Lesnar's hurt. Like, yeah. Lesnar might win. Um, I mean, Lesnar might lose. Uh, and yeah, like comes comes in and gets the shit be out of him a bit more by Reigns. Like it makes you think like he's actually gonna loop. Whether yep. or not that was meant to happen or not. Yeah, a little because, bit. Because it, it did kind of. About that. I guess it's just good selling, but it did kind of look like he kind of got knocked a bit loopy for a bit. Yeah. Um, imagine if he couldn't make it back into the ring before the ten count and just ended up. Because he was knocking a bit loopy, and that's how Reigns wins the title. Yeah, <laughs> well, he can't win by count now. Oh, there goes Haku. Stone Cold's back in, by the way. With a hell of a lot of blood running down his head. So we've got Stone Cold, The Rock, Undertaker, Kane, Billy Gunn, and Rikishi as the final. What's that? Five, six, six. So this was that really number three? Rikishi was lost. Oh, Rumble's gone pretty quick. Yeah, he remember he won some match uh, in the build-up to get the 30 spot. Yeah. So I believe. It's always interesting when this happens because you know that one of these guys is going to win. Yeah. Like, there's no one else that could possibly win in this scenario. There goes The Rock. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who, whether we're going to see any skinning of the cats this year well you see it very often I haven't seen it in this rumble though I suppose it's only really since well we saw Steve Blackman try to do yeah. it <laughs> only really since kind of Michael's return where that's become a regular Jericho's quite Jericho. good at it I'm assuming AJ Styles would have done it maybe in oh the there goes the Undertaker as if the Undertaker just got eliminated by Rikishi I forgot about that thrust kick to the face damn the Rock's just unloading on Rikishi, even though Rikishi probably eliminated Undertaker for The Rock. <laughs> he does everything for The Rock. That big ass in The Rock's chest. Oh, big, dimply, horrible it's looking so... ass. Oh, God. Again, Rikishi is an example of, well, what the stink face and the whole thing is an example of anything at a time. Anything you can get over. Well, look, again, anything you can get over, but also an example of one that sort of moment where you don't want your girlfriend to be watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like right now, he's just pulling his he's his trunks up in, into his ass crack, and then he's gonna get eliminated. Surely, low blow <sighs> on the top rope, second rope. Just push him off, mate. There you go. There goes Rikishi. Such a waste of the thirty spot for me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Undertaker revs his engine and goes to ride back up, and everyone thinks like someone's coming down yeah. <laughs> so they all suddenly stop what they're doing and look towards the ramp and at this stage then so we're at the final four and oh. Billy Gunn is in the final four of the Royal Rumble just in 2001 just give Stone Cold a famous the worst famous I've ever seen and then Fair. flipped him off <laughs> Stone Cold's probably 
not fully with it at the moment, mm. seeing how much blood he's lost. But there goes Billy Gunn. And there goes Billy Gunn. Not the one for Billy Gunn. See, I like stuff like that. They get eliminated and they get straight back up and annoyed at it. Yeah. Like, because he hadn't taken a lot of punishment. Yeah. But I hate when, like, someone's been in a minute and then they get eliminated and then down on the outside forever. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, to be fair to him, I mean, I was in a ring and I now, now that I'm a ring veteran... Um, I was in the ring and I feel like getting thrown over that top rope and landing on the floor outside would really hurt. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't deny that. Oh, this is it. This is one of my favourite images. Everyone's down, the Rock and Stone Cold are in opposite corners, catching each other's attention. And Stone Cold's just dripping with blood. He's got a lot of blood right now. He's the only one who's bleeding. And just the crowd slowly start to build. And, and to the Rock versus the Austin. I remember marking the hell out when I was a kid for this. Stone Cold's got the upper hand. There's no way The Rock's going to come back from this. All right. The Rock, <laughs> the rock with some right hands. Boom. They Kane's just having a bit of a nap in the corner right now. Um, but yeah, The Rock versus Austin then. Obviously a lot's been written and said about this rivalry. It was never really an actual rivalry until just after this time really, was it? Well, oh, I mean, beforehand it was when, when you when know, Rock was, Rock was a lower, lower mid, like mid card heel. Yeah, they had their intercontinental feud. You've had the Rock in the corporation, like around WrestleMania 15 kind of yeah. time. Obviously, and they the main event WrestleMania after 15, that, yeah. the backlash match. Like they had a bit, um, but as soon as Rock turned face, it was very much just kind of like they never we really both just want to be the best. Well, they never really crossed paths because Stone Cold was out injured just before this um, from Survivor Series '99 onwards. Uh, so obviously he missed WrestleMania 2000. Uh, did, so there was yeah. that, and that sort of coincided with the Rock's ultimate of, rise to the top. Yeah, that that was the catalyst for the Rock and Triple H's. Yeah, exactly. Rise. Triple H wouldn't have. He was already a main event kind of heel around the the summer of '99, but he well, wasn't, he just made he his way up into have that. Stuck yeah. around, I don't think as well. Yeah. If Stone Cold was there. So. Yeah. Because that's just an extra spot to fill. Well, obviously they 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 made a you know a big deal of the the whole Triple H Stephanie thing, which became a the major storyline on WWE TV for months and for years even, <laughs> and, and still, still is one today. of them. Um, so I, I, you know I don't I don't know whether he, I believe he probably would have stuck around, but I don't think he would be. His career would have been so full of great moments as it is now, without one of know, that absence, unfortunately, for Stone Cold. One of the uh, greatest moments of Triple H's career, I think, came the other day on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> if you haven't, right? If you haven't seen this, please go search it. It's Triple H and Stephanie and the New Day, we should say, and the New Day on uh, Jimmy New Fallon's very good. show, uh, where they're doing a bit of a lip sync battle. Um, and yeah, it's, if you haven't seen it, I won't ruin the surprise, but it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's storytelling at its finest. I think. <laughs> yeah. It is great. Uh, as much as I hate lip syncing, I like it infinitely more when it's WWE people involved. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here goes The Rock. So we're seeing The Rock and Stone Cold fight it out. Kane hasn't been eliminated. He went through the middle rope, but I generally believe a lot of the crowd thought he went over the top rope when yeah, it happened. Probably. This really is a hell of a moment, I think. The Rock versus Stone Cold. Yeah. And the Raw Rumble. I generally oh, there thought... goes Stone Cold, but... Kane takes the rock out. The rock's gone. Kane has eliminated the rock. What an anticlimax for the people, I think. 
Kane Fuchsie's one, but Stone Cold's still in. I love the ending to this match. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was just about to say, speaking of, like, we mentioned eliminations earlier with Paul London and stuff, this is a pretty great elimination. And just J, the JR going mental when the person who wins this match wins this match. So we are, yeah, we are down to the very final two. Kane has just chokeslammed Steve Austin, whose shoelaces have been undone for pretty much his entire <laughs> run in <laughs> yeah. this match. Oh, such a lot of blood, isn't it? It must be annoying, like, surely there's points it gets in your eyes. Yeah, it starts stinging. Or in your mouth. I've never bled that much, knowingly, anyway. No, Maybe not, no. not whilst you're conscious. surgery or something, but I've never bled that much from somewhere like my head. I had it in my eyes. Yeah. don't know what it's like, but I imagine it can't be pleasant. <laughs> it's just painful, you know? Like, like, it probably goes in your mouth. You probably taste, that's all you can taste right now as well. Yeah, as you get that metally taste. I, I, I don't know how painful it actually is, I guess. Especially when you're all jacked up on adrenaline. Yeah. But I suppose it's just... Uh, like It's just the thought of having to take a razor blade to your own forehead and cut yourself open. Yeah. That makes me uh, cringe a little bit. Uh, it makes me want to cringe. It makes me sort of clench up and <laughs> roll up into a ball. So we bring the, uh, the hardcore element back to the Royal Rumble. Is Kane's a... Uh, Grabbing a steel chair. I always wonder with the original Master Kane, real hair or not? Well, I don't know. It um, looks real. It looks His real. hair now looks fucking awful. Yeah. But it's always looked real back then. I believe it's real. It's, if you look at the colour of it, the like, curliness. Because especially now, his mask only covers the front of his face. Yeah. And it looks like you can see his scalp and stuff with his hair, and I think it's real. There is whereas, the game. whereas now his mat, his mask is attached to his hair. Yeah, it's it just, just so when he, when he like you've seen him with it off and he just has short hair. Yeah, well we see him all the time with it off because he's bloody running <laughs> running for mayor in Knoxville. Yeah, Kane should not have a Twitter account. But like when <laughs> when he first took his mask off, yeah, the hair came off with it and he was actually bald. Yeah, well, mostly bald. Well, yeah, he had that weird haircut. Imagine being him and like having oh, to have your hair like that. Unprotected chair shot so to the side cut, of the oh, head. Yeah. The CDs and look so goes. weird now, don't they? Third one. Just puts the chair down, runs against the ropes, clothesline. And eliminates Kane. Stone Cold Steve Austin wins the Royal Rumble for a record third time, we should add. Yeah. Three times in, what, five years? 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2001. So yeah, three times in five years. Yeah. He won the Rumble. Yeah. Bit of a, a monopoly of the Royal Rumble well, market. Yeah. And that guy obviously knew. He's got a sign saying a winner is Stone Cold. Dave <laughs> <laughs> um, Meltzer. Yeah, maybe it was Dave. Good old Dave. So obviously Stone Cold then goes on to uh, WrestleMania, which was WrestleMania 17. Why widely believe? WrestleMania believed. 17 or WrestleMania X7? Well, okay, right. Here's a debate. I'm going to always call it 17, because I can't get on board with X7. I've always called it 17. There's some people who will live and die by X7. <laughs> Same way that, like... 2000 or 16? It's WrestleMania 16. It yeah. goes in sequence. Yeah. I don't care if it, the poster says WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> it's not 16, though, is it? It doesn't sound right. Why? Well, You've had WrestleMania 15 in 99 and 17 <laughs> in 2001. Why isn't 16 in 2000? I don't know. But yeah. I like, imagine if we just suddenly started calling WrestleMania... Like, this year's WrestleMania is actually called WrestleMania New Orleans. Like, <laughs> no, it's 34. 
okay. the Super Bowl has numbers. WrestleMania is the Super Bowl of wrestling. I guess so. Um, but yeah, this obviously leads the to WrestleMania is open. 17, I guess we're going to call it, um, with Austin versus The Rock. So, you know, how do we get to that bit? I mean, Austin's just secured his main event spot, but he actually... Um, well, The Rock actually goes in as champion, which I find is strange, um, considering Kurt Angle just won the belt on his show. So I believe The Rock... Defended the belt. Def- oh, yeah, he defended the belt. Not not just won it. So The Rock... Um, the Rock obviously wins it from him. I think, is it was it No Way Out or something like yeah. that? Um, to, to be champion going into WrestleMania. Uh, and that, that whole WrestleMania, I don't know how much you remember of it. I'm assuming you remember a fair chunk of it. Pretty much all of it. Um, it's probably the it's pay-per-view I've probably my favourite WrestleMania of all time. Yeah. You've got the Rock Stone Cold match. It's unbelievable. You've got the TLC match. Obviously, yeah, the TLC match. Just the, amazing. Do you um, do you know what I think is the sleeper hit of that WrestleMania? Well... Angle and Benoit had a very good match. Yeah, not that one though. The Triple Threat Hardcore match, Kane, uh, Big Show, and Raven had a good match. It was quite fun. But no, I, no I, wait, I, let me guess. Okay, okay. Uh, Triple H Undertaker. Yes, that's the sleeper hit match for my. And when, and you, when one, you think of a, that now, those two names are huge. Yeah, just and they were quite low. I mean, I think I'm not sure if they were second to last or whatever, but it wasn't really a publicised feud. And even now. Like, a lot of people Skip forget about it. Uh, even the WWE just don't mention it. Yeah. When you think of Undertaker, Triple H, you think of WrestleMania's 27 and 8. Yeah. You never think of 17. I know. I suppose, like, it, just because it had so many moments, because you can't also forget the Shane versus Vince match. Shane versus Vince, yeah, which was the, also a hell of a match. Where Linda stood up and got a massive pop for doing the least amount of work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder what her paycheck was for that WrestleMania. I think her paycheck was always pretty big, regardless. <laughs> um, but it's weird looking back, like Stone Cold's just won that Rumble, and nowadays someone wins a Rumble, there's a massive fireworks display. Maybe not so much this year, because I suppose they're cutting down on the fireworks. I'm sure they won't be. But, <laughs> but like, you see that, like Stone Cold's just doing a bit of his generic celebration, he's got his beers, and then after about 90 seconds, it cuts out. It goes, yeah. <laughs> it just no, goes. There was no pointing at the sign, because <laughs> yeah. there was no sign there was back no then. WrestleMania. When did that come in, WrestleMania 20? <sighs> There was definitely a 20 sign, so that's the only one I can remember. Maybe. Because that was the only one that really had a, a logo. Yeah. It had the two X's and stuff. Well, yeah, every WrestleMania had a logo, but I don't think they had a, a, a sign which they put up. It was just kind of a generic logo. I remember WrestleMania 15 having a logo, but that, I remember that being at that, WrestleMania that yeah, they did it. Yeah, and had but... the, the X B, yeah, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these days the, the celebration is generally a lot larger. Um, I, know, I reckon there'll probably still be a fireworks display. Like, I think. One was night... there last year? I think so. One night of fireworks for WWE isn't going to put that much of a dent in their pockets. Well, you'd think that would. Whether or not it's needed. One thing I did notice, the uh, Festival of Friendship, that had pyro. Yeah. Was that the last time we ever saw pyro on WWE TV, do you think? Other than WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Um, potentially. I think it was. A bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I suppose Goldberg. Did he have? He's always had the Oh, yeah, he's sprinklers. always had the sprinklers and the sparkler things. Um, yeah, that's probably one of. 
one of the last times. There was always a bang with Seamus's music that came from nowhere. That's gone now as yeah, well. Yeah, that's gone. Scared the crap out of me at a live show. <laughs> I, just, uh, I can't get on board with Kane's music having the bang in it. Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't. Terrible. Like, it's... no. <laughs> and it's so hard to believe that we just watched a lot of Kane. So Kane obviously set the record for the most eliminations ever at the time. With 11 in that Royal Rumble. And he's still going now. He's still going now. And we're very down on Kane on our general week-to-week episodes. But that Kane that we just watched is the Kane that we know and like. Yep. And that's the Kane I've all, I would always want to see. But so that, if, that if Kane only has a limited life, like sort of shelf life. Yeah. But if I'm not going to get that Kane now... I don't want any Kane. I don't, yeah. Mm. I don't want corporate Kane... I don't want Demon Kane. No, I don't want... I don't want Out of Shape Mayor Kane. <laughs> I don't want Wobbly Kane. Um, unfortunately. But yet I'm getting him in a title match next week. Yep. And I don't like the fact that they're terming it the Beast versus the Machine versus the Monster. Versus the Monster. Because Kane isn't a machine. He hasn't been the Big Red Machine since then. <laughs> yeah. No, he has not. Uh, yeah. Kane in 2018, man... Such a legend, like, obviously great career, just don't, just don't want to see more Kane. Yeah, like, go out, he's not on top, obviously, but go out before you get the please retire chance. I think they're already happening. Well, I haven't heard any, mm. like, in comparison to what Big Show was getting two, mm. three years ago. Yeah. No, but it's know. just getting to that point where every time Kane comes down the TV, like, I just can't believe, that, like, I'm supposed to suspend my disbelief while watching wrestling. Yeah. But I just can't believe him as a main event guy in this current crop of wrestlers. No, me neither. It's just, yeah. I'm over it. Over Kane. Hashtag done with Kane. (laughs) Well, it worked. Get the belt off Jinder, so maybe we can get Kane out of the main event scene. Um, But, yeah, no, I don't mean that's going to happen. Right, so... Obviously, in our last show, we had very quick predictions for the Women's Royal Rumble. <coughs> now, with the announcement that Paige has been removed from that match, Matt's prediction obviously no longer stands. <laughs> I can't remember who you predicted. Who did you predict, Aiden? I predicted, but I'm not expecting, if that makes sense. More through hope than expectation, this prediction. Oh, you said Becky Lynch, didn't you? Daniel Br- No, yeah, <laughs> Becky Lynch. And I said Asuka. I... I I am sticking with my prediction. What's your opinion on if Asuka gets eliminated? All right, yeah. What, does her undefeated streak stay intact? Because I, I think... Yes, I think it does. Because she's not been pinned or submitted or beaten by anyone. But I think they might change the terminology and maybe say she's so, never been pinned uh, or submitted. In singles competition or something. Especially with this mixed match challenge coming up if they don't win. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, but I'm sticking with Asuka as my prediction. Are you sticking with Becky Lynch? Yeah. You had a week to mull it over. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be either Ronda Rousey or Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie? It's, oh, I I wouldn't be surprised to see her in it. Um, let's think of what. Let's think of logically the, the the prize for winning the Rumble is to go to WrestleMania to face one of the women's champions. Mm-hmm. Stephanie ain't winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I know she's not, <laughs> but at the same time, like because the way it was all done. Uh, everyone's in a big brawl in the ring and Stephanie comes out and everybody stops and all the news outlets news outlets are reporting that Stephanie McMahon creates the women's Royal Rumble match. It's all about Stephanie Bloody McMahon. <laughs> um, a way to continue her kind of, kind of not feud with Ronda Rousey. Mm. 
I mean, imagine if Ronda's not even in it. Like, we're just assuming all these things. But, um, yeah, I would generally wouldn't be surprised to see her in it. I would. I'd be surprised. To be, yeah, just had a thought, to be fair. What about the uh, the good old Bella Twins? I think they'll be in it. I'm not, at, so, I'm not so sure about Brie. They're at Raw 25, and if you watch Total Divas, you see Brie has made an active attempt to try to get back in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't wouldn't be surprised definitely one of the two i reckon yeah i know obviously nikki's got i think a, i think nikki's more likely to be in it nikki's got her neck issues but she's also been off since wrestlemania so she's had a lot of recoup time yeah I, i'm not sure how ready brie is for in-ring competition as much as you know you, you, there isn't a lot you have to do in a royal rumble mm. i really hope i suppose they both do things might be announced at Raw 25 but i would always rather surprises but then again it's going to get to the point also where say if we have 10 open slots yeah. people we don't know who are going to be in it there's only so many surprises and stuff you can really have in a rumble like that like the crowd will properly react to yeah um, oh don't, don't get me wrong i think there'll be some returns that the crowd don't really react to yeah someone random like ivory or something ivory or molly holly the kids will be like who's ivory yeah <laughs> i'm thinking it's um victoria maybe yeah yeah Melina, potentially. You never know. Um, Luna Vachon? No, it's <laughs> probably getting on a bit. I wonder if she still looks the way she used to. Anyway, tangent. Um, I don't think we made a prediction for the men's Royal Rumble last week, did we? No. I can't remember that. Um, mainly because I've not decided yet. No, I was just thinking now. But going out on a limb. Think of who I would say. Going out on a limb, uh, and this is by no means who I want to win the Royal Rumble, but who I think will. Roman Reigns. I was going to say, do you think Roman Reigns will be in it? Because I've seen so many people online being like, well, he's the Intercontinental Champion, and if he's got a match at the Royal Rumble, he's not going to be in it. Like That's not how it works. Yeah, he I mean, literally it's a, it's a had lot a world stuff. title match in the Royal in the at the Royal Rumble last year, and then <laughs> appeared in the Rumble later on. Yeah, um, go on. Well, there's a lot of stars on the card outside of the Rumble match, and by that I mean obviously the three in the Universal Title match, so Brock, Kane, and Braun, uh, and AJ, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. So that's six main event stars who aren't going to be in the Royal Rumble, as far as I'm aware. Um, so it leaves it pretty open. Um, but then you think of who's left after that. I mean, personally, do you know who I'd like to see win the Royal Rumble? Um, who would you like to see win the Royal Rumble? Give me a clue. Raw or SmackDown? Raw. The Miz? No, not The Miz. Um... It's Seth Rollins. I'd love I was to see literally just thinking Seth Rollins. I was going to ask you, do you think he's going to be in it? <laughs> well, because again, because there, obviously there's that tag team match, 2013. Right? He hasn't never been in a Royal Rumble. He was Rumble, in 2014. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah, they were was, together. Uh, was, wasn't in 2015 because he had a title match. Injured for 2016. Which just wasn't on the show wasn't 2017. In 2017, yeah. I would love to see him in it. He could be the marathon man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the spot I see Seth Rollins in. But... Because yeah, he's got his title match, yeah. his tag title match. Like, is he going to be in it? I bloody well hope so. I hope so. Because he's a big star, and like you said, they're losing. Probably. That's Styles, right. Zayn, Owens, Strowman, 
Kane, Kane Lesnar. And then if you take Rollins, Jordan, Cesaro, and Sheamus out of it, that's ten. Even someone like yeah, someone like Sheamus, previous winner, yeah. world champion. Like yeah, you need those kind of people in it. Yeah, I, know, I mean, Jack and Jericho will be in it. Yes. I think that's what he's coming to announce on Raw 25. I think he will be in a Royal Rumble, yeah. Which I'm fine with. Bloody love Jericho. Cause he, his whole I'd thing, also like to see him win it, but yeah, that's not going to happen. His whole thing could be, this is literally the, like, I've, li- I've gone to Japan. Yeah. You guys will look like, there's no point not, like, not mentioning yeah, it. Yeah. Saying, you guys all know that I've just smashed it over in Japan. The one thing I literally, the one thing I haven't done. Yeah. Win the Royal Rumble, and that could be just one of the storylines going through. Like yeah. we have with Shawn Michaels, like trying to win it to face the Undertaker, or whatever. Which always makes a Rumble more entertaining. Yeah. Like, although it wasn't the greatest Royal Rumble, Roman Reigns' story of being put at number one and trying to hold on to his title despite all authority bets against him. Yeah. That was entertaining. Yeah. Watching the potential of people being bribed by the authority just to take Roman Reigns out, like the League of Nations were. Yeah. Fun. Oh yeah. I'd like to see Chris Jericho in the Royal Rumble. I've always loved Chris Jericho, you know that. Um, so, Are you yeah, a Jericho-holic? I, I am fully paid up, fully pledged Jelly-o-holic. Jericho-holic. I even had a t-shirt with said that much. <laughs> Do you have a Jelly-o-holic t-shirt? jelly I fucking love jelly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just jacked up on jelly. Um, Looking jacked, man. <laughs> One person I don't hope is in the Royal Rumble is Booker T. Booker T. <laughs> to be fair, if he's in the Royal Rumble, then he's not on commentary. But he's not on commentary. There we go. That'd be good. Oh, God. Booker T. Anyway. Dud- do you reckon Dudleys will be in it? One of the Dudleys, no. seeing as it's in Philly? No, I don't. They, d- they did that the other year, so... Yeah. I don't want too many surprises in that, because then it takes away from current member spots. Um, but there haven't been too many announced, have there, for the, for the Rumble? No, I... This is another thing I've always so got a week left. started to um, think about in the last couple of years. Is when did it become a thing for people to announce that they're in the Royal Rumble? Yeah, well, you just say, I'm in the Royal Rumble, and all of a sudden you've earned that spot. Yeah. <laughs> I think I said it to you guys the other week. Does that mean yeah. I'm in the Rumble now? Yeah, if you've told us you're in the Rumble, so. Like. you got to tweet it, don't you? When, when people. They'll have a backstage se- segment with Renee, mm-hmm. and they go, I'd just like to officially announce that I'm in the Royal Rumble match. And it's like. All right. <laughs> Do you want us to pop for that? Like, <laughs> yeah. We're kind of expecting you would be. Like, and then, then you get, like, you just get the most obscure people saying, I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble match. I'm going to win. I'm going to go all the way to WrestleMania. It's like, no, not. <laughs> no, not. Just don't bother. Yeah. Stop fooling yourself. Right. So, I'm going Roman Reigns. Who are you going with? These are subject to change. I've got a week to mull it over. Yeah, these aren't our official predictions, but by my initial prediction for the winner of the 2017 Men's Royal Rumble match, (sighs) Daniel Bryan, (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what you say, it's D-Bry. Is it? Is it really? Subject to change. <laughs> Gotta follow the uh, the bookies. It's your boy D. Broy. That's what I'm going with you're this going week. With, genuinely going with Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble. Not until next week. I mean, until next week, yeah. Then I'll probably change my mind to someone like I don't know Finn Balor or something. 
Finn Balor. Seth I forgot Rollins. about Finn Balor. I'll tell you what, I'm going to change my mind. Seth Rollins. <laughs> you... They're going to lose the tag titles. Yeah, I think they will. Um, probably via a fuck-up by Jason Jordan. Um, and yeah, Seth Rollins will win. And he'll hold the title for a year. <laughs> very wishful thinking. Very, very wishful thinking. <laughs> it is, it really is. <laughs> and then Ambrose will come back, turn on him, challenge him for the title. Yeah, Ambrose is actually only out for about two months. They just made it... They've they've said nine months, so when he comes back earlier, it's like, wow, he's insane. He can't wrestle injured. He's, <laughs> he's wacky. He's the lunatic fringe. It's wacky Dean. Um, you, you made that sound like that was a fact, but actually it's not, no. is it? <laughs> no, it's not a fact at all. Um, see, I my my first draft, it was Seth Rollins. My first draft. In... Your first draft was Daniel Bryan. <laughs> no, I've changed. I've, my first draft, and then my official submitted submission is going to be revealed next week. Okay, well, yeah, I've got time to mull it over. I'm not sure I'm going to stick with Roman, but well, probably will. There's a lot of candidates, though. Lots of Finn and Samoa Joe. And, um... Well, what's the thing with Samoa Joe? Did you notice that he's injured at the he moment? He is injured at the moment, yeah. It was weird, because he was, he was on Raw the week before last, and then he wasn't on Raw this week. I was like, where's Samoa Joe? And then I saw a tweet from Kurt Angle saying that he was no longer eligible like they were doing a vote to see who would be Bailey's partner and he was no no longer eligible due to injury yeah so I've got no details on it don't know how severe he does seem to be pick, just keep picking up these little niggling he's injuries a, where he's out for a month injury, or so I, think, I believe so if it's hopefully he's back in time for the rumble it'd be mm. it'd suck if he's not he's gotta be in it there's only a week left hmm I'm sure he'll be fine so Raw 25, uh, just to wrap up the show, Raw 25 is this week, uh, in a couple of days actually, uh, on Monday. So many legends announced for it, so much so that we're very unsure how we're going to fit all of it into the, you know, Raw for three hours, but geez, it's actually got a pre-show, did you hear that? Yes, I have heard that. There was a pre-show for all Raw, um, which, you know, it's unheard of. As if three hours wasn't enough. Well, I'm not sure it is enough with the amount of people that they've listed on there. Um... But yeah, I'm looking looking forward to it. I've been watching some old Raw moments. Both of us have sat here today and watched a bit of some classic Raw moments, mainly going back and trying to see how loud the crowds used to be because I don't tend to get that anymore. Um, But yeah, there's a whole long list of names confirmed for Raw 25 and you've got some to reel off. Um, Yeah, give me a a sec. (laughs) Let's try to find the right page. But from, from the top of my head, You've got what? You've got Shawn Michaels. You've got, you've got all the DX. You've got Shawn Michaels, Triple H, CX, Pog. I'm Road assuming Dog. both the Outlaws? Well, I guess Billy Gunn, yeah. Not um, not China. Not China, no. Or Rick Rude. No. Um, <coughs> you've got Stone Cold. You've got Bradshaw and Farouk. You've got... The Undertaker. You've got The Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, John Cena. Obviously, they're kind of regulars. Um, you've got a lot of women... You've got the Bella Twins, you've got Tori Wilson, you've got Trish, uh, Stratus. Trish Stratus, Lita, uh, Kelly Kelly. Um, I think Molly Holly was... Well, I'm not sure. That. Um, MVP. MVP recently <laughs> confirmed, Sergeant Slaughter. Um, who else have we got? Uh, Brother Love. Oh, really? I didn't see that one. Yeah, Brother Love's been confirmed. Um, I want to find an official list for you. Uh, let's, do you want to fill for me here? 
<laughs> well, one one person who I'm assuming will be notable by their absence is The Rock, who I don't believe is being advertised to be there, and he's probably off doing some promo for Jumanji or whatever movie he's got coming out, um, which I feel would be a shame. Yeah, The Rock's not there. Um, Mick Foley's not going to be there either, although he's apparently said that he was working on something. It's a lie. It's not that he wasn't invited or something, but he's got other commitments, but he said that he was he was working on something. Mm. Same with Edge. Edge is off filming in Ireland, so Edge won't be there, but apparently Christian will, um, which would be a bit of a shame because, obviously, you'd want to see Christian with Edge. Yeah. Um, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. I Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Uh, yeah, that's... All right, here we go. How great would it be if... At some point, Hulk Hogan was to return. Oh, I completely forgot. Right, so here's here's our list for announcers, managers, etc. Brother Love, Eric Bischoff, Harvey Whippleman, Howard Finkel, Jerry Lawler, Jim Ross, Jonathan Coachman, JBL, John Laurinaitis, Lillian Garcia, Teddy Long and Terry Runnels. Jesus. Seems excessive. Legends and returning superstars. The Bella Twins, Boogeyman, Brooklyn Brawler, Chris Jericho, Christian, DX... Dudley Boys, Godfather, Jacqueline, Kelly Kelly, Maria Canellis, Michelle McCool. Hang on. Maria's oh, I guess around. returning. Yeah. Uh, she's M- just given birth, isn't she? Who, Maria? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't not... think she's given birth. I no, think she's she might not, be pregnant. She's very heavily pregnant. Um, New Age Outlaws, MVP, Ric Flair, Ron Simmons, Scott Hall, Ted DiBiase, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, Tori Wilson, Trish Stratus, Undertaker, William Regal. Oh, Regal. Um... Who else? I feel like I'm missing someone from that list. Stone Cold isn't in that list, but we've already mentioned him. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, just, definitely advertised. Just so many people. Father's <laughs> uh, daughter's not in that list. So I've seen the, um, the news that JR and Jerry King Jerry, will be yeah, commentating um, at the Manhattan Center, I believe. Yeah, it's it still hasn't been confirmed. What, what the, the deal is what the format and layout of the show is and from various different interviews I've seen of people who are going to be there nobody seems to really know what it is they're doing yet <laughs> no. no yeah it's, it's all a bit up in the air um, which you know it's WWE all over at the minute <laughs> neither confirm or deny anything and I guess just a quick side note so we speaking of Raw we had Raw last week we saw the return of a couple things <laughs> I know you're desperate to get this one in there one of them being the the use of the word wrestler by the revival. Yeah. Professional wrestler. Um, so many comments about them being old school and throwbacks and all that stuff. So, obviously, they're going to be doing something next week, right? Well, I'm assuming that they're going to be put through some tables by the Dudleys. Put through some tables or... Like what happened to the Ascension, where yeah. they just get beaten up by the APA Which, and I don't the New Age Outlaws. Not to the revival. No. Because they're meant to be the revival of tag team wrestling. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because they use the word wrestling, and obviously, if you know anything about WWE, that's kind of a word that's in a little bit taboo. Bad books. Um, so strange why that's the case, but <coughs> it's like he hates the fact that he owns a wrestling company. Um, but a wrestling move that we saw brought back was Seth Rollins's curb stomp, and I can't tell you how bloody happy I am. <laughs> you loved it. I love the curb stomp. I love Seth Rollins. Um, I, I kind of understand why it why it was banned. In that it looks violent as fuck. Yeah. Vince saying that he could see a young Shane doing it to a young Steph. But at the same time, apply that to any move. 
almost every move you could put in that category. If if a kid did it to another kid, it could hurt them. Like a tombstone, for instance. Um, yeah, exactly. You're literally dropping someone on someone's head. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad it made a return. Interesting how vague they've kind of been with it. So Corey Graves says Finn Balor just suffered a blackout, which is what you, blackouts used to what, what you used to call it in NXT. Um, and WWE put up a video on YouTube saying that um, Seth Rollins resurrects old finishing move or something like that, or old signature move against Finn Balor, not naming it or anything. And I guess it's interesting that, because if you notice, after Raw, Finn Balor spent so much of his time being so kind of, like, groggy and helped out with the... I didn't notice that. So I'm, I'm, I would imagine there could potentially be going down a kind of Seth used a band move angle. Yeah. Um. But... I hope it's not just a one-off. It'd be weird for them to let it back for now. Because, like, the pedigree made sense at the time with him being in Triple H. With with Triple H, not in Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> and then him trying to find his own kind of move. Like, the knee, when done well, looks good. But at the same time, it was just very rarely, like, in the independence. It just didn't look great, work. did it? Yeah. Um, Kenny Omega's doing his V-trigger looks really violent <laughs> but Seth Rollins is one yeah, just never got the momentum or the noise or anything it was a bit lacklustre mm. so if he's got the curb stump back or the blackout back I hope it's back for good I hope it is I mean it just looks so impressive it does it's and a bit of a weird that, move the way that Finn Balor took it yeah like almost no protection it, it's like he almost kind of took it a bit too well where I wouldn't be surprised if the people backstage were like actually no fuck this let's change it back band but yeah I don't know Finn Finn proper took that move <laughs> that was a hard way he yeah. didn't block any of it um, and you could see visually just the, the lump or the, the sort of mark on his head after uh, where his head hit the, hit the canvas so I can see why it was banned I mean it annoys me that it was uh, I just think people shouldn't be that stupid to try and perform that move outside of yeah. wrestling rings. Like, we would have wrestled each other a lot back then. I would never have but, attempted a curb stomp one Yeah, day. or a sit-out pile driver. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever tombstoned you either. <coughs> no, it's just it's ridiculous. you got to use common sense. I may have chokeslammed you out of your wig a couple of times. <laughs> just the once. <laughs> just the once. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, that seems like a lovely place to leave it. Um uh, <laughs> for this week uh, obviously no Matt this week with us um, so hopefully he'll be back next week and we'll probably hopefully return to Wednesday recordings um, so Aiden thank you for joining me it's been enjoyable it's a little bit different to sit and watch the, uh, one of the Rumble match pay-per-views yeah the kind of format we might do every now and then yeah who knows uh, needless to say I'm both looking forward to the uh, Raw 25 on Monday and the Raw Rumble itself I can't wait for Raw 25 I'm so interested to see what's going to happen. Uh, and I can only speak for Matt and say that we all hope that The Rock is there. <laughs> Matt would love to be there, and also for Roman Reigns to hold on to his Continental title. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Matt would love both of those things. Right, so that's goodbye from me then. Um, don't forget, you can find us on social media, at the underscore PWP on Twitter, at the People's Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. Aiden, where can they find you on, on Twitter? By searching for Aiden Bunker. Right. 
Aiden spelled A I D A N. But it's at Aiden Bunker, right? Or at Aiden Bunker. <laughs> it's yeah. at Aiden Bunker. That's your Twitter handle. Uh, and you can find me, Ali Bunker 88. Um, at Ali Bunker 88. At Ali Bunker 88, yes. Um, so, yeah, do get involved with us. We've seen a like, nice little spike in social media followers in the last couple of weeks. Um, and amazingly in our plays on SoundCloud <laughs> as well. Uh, yeah, still trying to get to the bottom of that one. suspiciously so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do get involved with us. We like to uh, to comment. We like to chat with like-minded wrestling fans. So yeah, do just, do just get involved over the next you know few weeks with us. Uh, hopefully we'll be back next week with a um, full complement of hosts. Matt will be joining us. Um, but until then, thank you very much and see you next week.